Now, I know some people found this movie fun, but me, I'd rather spend two hours having root canal work done. What's fun about a movie full of ugly, slimy, mean-spirited, gloppy little monsters who run amok and attack innocent people? Our moviegoer is so desperate for entertainment, this is a trash and has for fun. Whoa, wait a minute! Oh, I'm just kidding! Oh, a ten! It's a ten! Yours, mine, theirs. Hey everybody, welcome to Yours, Mine, and Theirs. This is a movie podcast, and it's Halloween time. We're watching scary movies. My name is John, and this is where I normally have a really, really clever greeting, but I'm going to forgo that in favor of just some advice. If you guys ever come across a horde, it looks like most of them just come up to your knees, so just kick the horde. (laughs) Just kick the whole horde. You can kick the horde. All right. What's up? What else is going on? Hey, I'm Roy, and I will never go caving because I'm terrified of being somewhere where you can not see all the gremlins. Good. Like Nazis. I, I yeah. <laughs> okay. Is it my turn now? It's Zoe. It's been so long. Knock, knock. Who's there? Who's there? What? Viva Las Questions. <laughs> I wish there were. I, I wish there was more Nazis in this. Yeah, I made a mistake. Honestly, I can admit when I make mistakes, I made a mistake. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that when we get to the movies. Okay, we're talking. Okay, this is round one of three. You made a bold choice, so that's what you did. <laughs> I did right. right. It, it was a bold choice. We're doing horde movies, i.e., like zombies but different. And uh, we each chose a horde type movie. Uh, we got Gremlins Two: The Descent and Puppet Master: The Littlest Reich. Is this the place uh, where we no. mention that that is the 15th entry in the Puppet Master series? Oh my gosh. Is, does that explain why I was so confused? I don't know. Well, So I read a summary for the first Puppet Master and the, the stories don't really... The, mm-hmm. There's like different origins. I don't know. But anyway, so Zoe thought, well, Puppet Master, we're going to do Puppet Master, but let's do number 15. Right. <laughs> so... Anyway. I, my favorite, my favorite trivia for Puppet Master: The Littlest Reich is this is the first time that they uh, that two Puppet Masters were in production at the same time since Puppet Master <laughs> Four and Five. <laughs> That's amazing. Also, Fangoria oh produced this. It seems like a conflict of interest. Did they also write the movie review for it? <laughs> Oh, maybe they wrote the little intro that says, we're warning you, this is the most violent movie ever about Nazi puppets. <laughs> and it's pretty right. gruesome. Yeah. This is a gruesome film. And there's a particularly one scene that was just like, uh, it was something else. So anyway. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get okay. There. Well, anyway, that's one horde. Well, one thing I appreciate about these horde movies is when it was suggested as a, a movie type that we'd be reviewing, um, I was like, okay, so what, three zombie movies? So if there's one thing I appreciate, it's like these are three extremely different hordes. Yeah. Um, most of them are kind of small hordes, but they're different, different hordes. So yeah, Gremlins 2, The Descent, and uh, Littlest Strike. if I didn't mention that already. So yeah, that's, no, the the, the lack of zombies, that's it's a good point. Yeah. Like that's typically the... Typically the go-to with Halloween Horde, but none of us chose zombies. As as far as I know, one of us chose Nazis. There was only (laughs) one case of of one of the Horde uh, turning a human being into part of the Horde. (laughs) 
And it was in a way that I did not expect, which I can appreciate. Oh, man. So. Yeah. In the meantime, so though, uh, Zoe, I hope mm. you're okay. It's been a year. Um, it's every Halloween we do this, and it's always this uh, grueling thing that we love, because uh, this is the first of three, as it. I mentioned. And uh, you're not feeling super well, but uh, we're hoping you can you know, buckle in for the next two and a half hours. Is that okay? Yeah, so tough, tough it out. My understanding is the day after we concluded 2022, Zoe contracted COVID and he still has it. Still has it, yeah. It's never left. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty rough. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's that's rough. Well, uh, fortunately, that's those are gonna be that's gonna be the genre of horror movies for next year. So you're gonna be well <laughs> permanent <reversed>. illness. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, okay, uh, since the season has started. Um, is this where we do a quick thing where it's like, okay, any extracurriculars or how the season's oh, sure. going, or do we want to do that later? Well, it's up to you. I, we, I like to front load it. We just get it out of the way. Go, go ahead and front load it. Cause I don't have a lot to talk about. You go ahead. Okay. So uh, coincidentally for another podcast, I watched sleepy hollow cause it's got Michael Gambon in it. Mm-hmm. And I think I enjoy it more than I remembered. Um, I saw no one will save you, which, uh, John and I might do a separate quick podcast about, um, because I think I really, really liked it, but also maybe I hated it. I'm not sure. That's the, that's the UFO one on Hulu, right? It is. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. I want to see that. I've seen Nope. Nope was, was Nope was better than I, 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 I was led to believe that it was going to be signs and it was better than signs. So I liked it. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, the new Candyman. I've seen the new Candyman. And of course you all know, I watched infinity pool. Um, Hunter, Hunter. Oh my gosh, Infinity. Okay, real quick yeah. about Infinity Pool. Okay, first of all, New Candyman is absolute. T- it's so terrible. <laughs> uh, Infinity Pool, we were watching it and Jen kept asking me, wait, are you sure? Did Roy really watch this with his kids? This seems crazy. There's no way he did. I'm like, there's no way. There's no way. This movie is so messed up. There's no way. Of course way. I didn't watch it with my kids. So, and, and part of it I watched with my fingers over my eyes. So That was... Man, Cron- it, the most Cronenberg movie that ever yeah. Cronenberg. Sounds like your kids watched it without you. They watched it without me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I watched Hunter Hunter. I watched Day of the Beast. And I'm going to go ahead and count Kingdom of the Spiders, the Birds, and Psycho. Why not? Oh, and sure, uh, sure, sure. Oh, let's yeah. see. No, good, we have a good. ghost. Halloween ends. Is that all of them? I think that's all of them. Did you watch? Did, did you watch Dia del Bestia, the uh, Joe Bob? episode i didn't i should have i didn't okay. have my shutter subscription up yet but uh in okay. fact i think i fig- i found out that it was a joe bob after i watched it and i was like dang it it's great yeah uh, it's great that movie's pretty crazy and like for two thirds crazy. of it i was like this is a pretty crappy movie and then i think there was kind of a turning point in that film was like okay hold yep. on yep where they're like no they're rules, stupid, just bonkers. They're stupid little like <laughs> high school summon the devil thing actually works <laughs> <laughs> anyway yeah it was good yeah did anyone see talk to me no, not yet. No, I want to. I was planning on going to the theater to see it, but uh, the day I went, it it was it like left the previous day, and so huh. I I didn't get to see it. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, so, what are you seeing? Uh, I've I've got some brain fog right now. I was actually thinking about this before. I, I've seen a lot, but. Honestly, like uh, my ability to concentrate is not great. Um, I, I want to see. I saw the ritual. I'm feeling very folk horror. <laughs> uh, so I saw the ritual, which is it's really kind of a fun movie. And then uh, I really love Kill List. I typically yeah, watch good. Kill List. Um, 
a few times. I, I really, really like. I that like movie, the vignette one. No, Kill List is the uh, it's the Ben Wheatley. Oh, that's right. I remember Kill the List. the assassin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like the hitman one. It, really good. Uh, I've gone down some rabbit holes on TikTok, and it's led me into like this folk horror stuff, which I just think is pretty fascinating. And the Descent is, you know, I would say in that same category, but. That's all I can remember. I, honestly, the brain fog for me, I may be stuttering and may not have all the details. So bear with so me. Have you seen Perpetrator? Because that's, that's high on my list right now. And it's a new Shutter film. And basically, I just want to oh, see it no. based off of the, like, the poster. It's just an insane poster of a bunch of red faces. No, I've not seen it. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway. Okay. Well, I've seen a little movie called 13 Women. And it was, I think it's from 1932 and it involves an astrologer who sends messages to the, all these women of a sorority and uh, pretty much is like, I'm really sorry, but uh, you're definitely going to die. And it kind of, (laughs) kind of helps freak them out. Um, There, there are a few uh, self-fulfilling prophecies there, but also someone's kind of guiding these things to happen. And uh, it's uh, a movie about distrust of immigrants and non-whites. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah. So anyway, that was that was a lot of fun. And it was about uh, 65 minutes long, which is so great. That is great. Yeah. Oh, 13 Women. I don't, I don't know if I've ever even heard of that. That mm. sounds interesting. Uh, it was just, uh, we were flipping around on the Criterion and it just said, oh yeah, oh, nice. here's something. It was like, it was it was in, in their collection, pre-code horror. Oh, Ooh. that, might Ooh, be, that, sounds that interesting. might be really yeah. good. You said pre-code? Yeah, pre-code. It might be a good genre for next time. Now that I, I think, think that about would it, be like, great. Yeah, we should nominate I that love, next year. That would be a good one. I love pre-code anything. Yeah. Interesting, but I get the distrust of women and immigrants. So yep. that's yeah, so no kidding. True. When have they ever done anything <laughs> to earn trust? So freaking women! Jeez. Dang it, women! Okay, you guys. Well, uh, let's get this over with. Right. <laughs> uh, Gremlins two, uh, Roy. I think you're doing this one. I'm not. Zoe is. Um, I thought it was me. Yeah. Oh gosh, I I forgot. I already forgot. I I gave out the assignments and I forgot. Okay, uh, okay. Zoe, um, see if you, go ahead and summarize this. Uh, be short and uh, don't reference the. Uh, it's in the movie. Uh, <laughs> Field sketch. <laughs> oh my gosh! Can I? Oh my god! So brilliant! I I'm with Roy. I watched that like ten times. I yeah. couldn't stop crying. <laughs> I was crying. I it was. It's so good. No. Um. Uh, real quick, just about that. I don't know. Have, did you guys watch the reaction of Joe Dante from the AV Club on that? Oh no! Uh, yes, his when oh, they asked him what did you think a of the Key and Peele yeah. thing? Yeah, yeah. He he's like, it's accurate. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly how it happened. That's pretty much what happened. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, the thing well, is, this is Joe Dante, but this is Joe Dante's baby, right? I kind of felt bad, just kind of being like, okay, if I have a problem with this, do I have a problem with Joe Dante? Because I thought he, I thought his reason for doing this is like, okay, fine, I'll do it, but. I have to do it my way. And this is the Joe Dante way. I'm like, this is the Joe Dante thing I've ever seen. And it might be too much Joe Dante. <laughs> so, okay, real quick. Let, let, let me do that because I, I've got some thoughts about that. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there um, I, I went down a rabbit hole a couple years ago and then I revisited that rabbit hole about gremlins too. Uh, Gizmo, the, the Chinese, what is it? Mogwai. Weird. Mogwai. Like the shop owner. Oh, um, oh, with the monkey's paw, like Mr. The monkey's Wing. paw shop owner, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Wing. He dies. Mogwai leaves or, uh, he, it looked like he died of COVID. 
<laughs> he died of COVID because 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 um, they were like uh, he has like this minor cough, and they were like, okay, we'll just wait out this old man's disease. This minor cough, yeah. And then two days later, he's gone, <laughs> and he's and he's, he's totally gone. gone. I kind of I don't know if it was implied or not, but I kind of wondered if the business people just kind of like went in there and infected him on purpose or something. Like that was like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. How long in the alley were the two scientists from the Clamp Corporation waiting? <laughs> For creatures mm. to just walk down the alley, I, I don't know. Like one of those, that's a good one question. One of those twin guys said, "I found a new specimen on my daily like walk." Or my, he said something like, "On my specimen walk or something." His specimen so walk. He is specimen he's walk. apparently finding all sorts of creatures from New York. So he probably like collected a chud or something in the past. <laughs> chud. You mean a lady chud with lipstick and boobies? <laughs> oh my gosh. They get the Mogwai. He's in this lab, which we'll talk about the lab later. That may be one of the favorite sets I've ever seen in any movie ever. Uh, this this genetics lab. You know, the delivery man who, you know, Bill hears him kind of whistling. He's in this giant corporate, the, the Clamp Corporation or whatever. It's yeah. the, you know, it's, it's the, Trump Tower. It's the, it's, it's the Joe. It's Clamp Tower. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Joe Dante, you know take on capitalism because yeah. um, he's a dirty panko mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know bill finds that uh, he he reconnects with uh he reconnects with gizmo and um sends kate up to get him but she grabs a gremlin and then there's it, it's a whole it's a whole heist movie the 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 gremlins end up transforming and being bigger and grosser than ever before and kind of taking over new york and um, ultimately the story ends with lipstick McBoobies mm-hmm. being kind of the last one. And she somehow gets married and <laughs> do that corporate jackal, so, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so here's the thing. Here's what I love about this movie and, and kind of the rabbit hole on this specific thing is, I mean, essentially Joe Dante, he, he'd been begged because gremlins came out and it was, I think the budget on gremlins was like 11 million or 12 million. And it made like two hundred million, mm-hmm. and the only reason it got made is because of Spielberg and Amblin Entertainment being like, "No, we're making this." Yeah. Um, studio was like, "No, no." So they, you know, once they, once Gremlins did so well, you know, they they had pitched to Joe, they had pitched to Dante, "Hey, let's do Gremlins too. And he's like, "No, no, no." And then he finally was like, "All right, I I want full creative control," and he essentially made a sequel about how terrible it is to make a sequel and why sequels shouldn't be made. <laughs> like that's the whole point of, of gremlins too, which I think is, is fascinating. And it is so over the top and it's so ridiculous. The whole Colgan and, you know, um, breaking the fourth wall and, you know, during the, during the gremlins, uh, during the gremlins blockbuster screening of their own movie, like that whole thing is so ridiculous. And, one, one, I think, I think was really interesting, and this has been something that, um, you know, when you watch like matinee and you watch Dante's films, he loves like old monster movies, and uh, Fred, the 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 vampire, or whatever, the the horror host. One of the things he says when Bill asks him, "Hey, why don't you play some of the classic, the classic monster movies like Frankenstein, Dracula?" and uh, Fred goes, "Well, because uh, Mister Clamp doesn't like." He doesn't like black and white. He wants every movie to be in color. <laughs> and and 15 minutes later, over the intercom, you hear the PA announcer 
which I thought was so brilliant, you hear the PA announcer go, Next up on Clamp TV is Casablanca, now in full color. And with a happier ending. With, no, yeah. with a happier ending. And I'm just like, that's so like that's so brilliant. I, I thought that was so I thought that was so brilliant. So this whole movie is Joe Dante's take on why there shouldn't be sequels. And it's really brilliant. Here's here's the thing. Well, the thing is, I love that stuff. It's like, okay, the you know, it, it's like, okay, you're dealing with a corporation. It's his, you know, his satire of you know corporate life and like how they control all of these things and you know they don't make things better for him but that's different than all the meta stuff like those are two different things and that's kind of why i kind of have sort of a rough reaction for this because it's like okay if you're going to make comments like that if you make a comment in the background about casablanca if you make a comment about how no one is safe in this corporation from these gremlins you know if you make a comment that the gremlins actually wind up running the corporation better than the people like the executives running the corporation that's all brilliant but when the movie itself is like hey jokes on you audience I kind of get the sense that the movie's not saying anything at all. It's just like, oh, none of this matters. This isn't even a movie. It's just something we're making fun of. And I think that's why I have a hard time. So I'm glad you guys took this way too seriously. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's ridiculous, and I haven't seen it in a really long, long time, but I thought it was ridiculously fun. Like I, I, So I, once you buy into, like, this movie is incredibly excessive, right? And it, it's just, like, the craziest sequel ever as far as like you know getting some money and just turning the the second movie into a circus right like i it's just it's just crazy but man i i i have i, I have really agree. yeah well okay. it's just it's 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 the the i do agree with half of the craziness but i think there i mean come on there's such a thing as too much meta if you go meta too much yeah. then it's like what is, what even is it well, I feel like, I mean, if you if you dial back this movie, then it just gets worse because the only thing you can do with this movie is go as far as possible, right? I, I mean, yeah, you, just, I mean, you just have to add as much ridiculous to it as you possibly can because you can't take this movie seriously. And since you can't take it seriously, you might as well have fun. Yeah, I, I mean, I think, I think they could have gone all sorts of crazy. I mean, they could have made it just a straight up comedy without straight up addressing the audience. I just think there was too much of that. <laughs> I thought the best part of that is that is that apparently gremlins don't want to watch their own movie. They want to watch 1940s naked volleyball. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah, it, it was like vintage nudity volleyball. It's vintage or volleyball erotica. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Straight from the Pee Wee Herman collection. So <laughs> Oh man. I get well, one of the other interesting things that um, about Gremlins too is they brought on you know Rick Baker to do the special effects. Yeah, and his whole caveat was I'll do the Gremlins, I'll do the Gremlins special effects, but I've it's got to be my own idea. And he went full like reptilian on it, and I thought that was kind of funny. But he essentially Rick Baker's like I'll do it, but I've got carte blanche on the Gremlins, and. It, they're so like the Madburn's point. Everything is just so over the top. So, well, that was the what, first thing Ken Peel. His said, name right? is Rick Baker. Rick, is that what you said? Y- yeah, yeah. The special effects. Okay, guy. so the special effects guy. He said, 
I get to make my own gremlin. I get right. I get to right. design my own gremlin. So but that was right. That's that's right. What he said. He's like, first of all, everyone gets their one individual gremlin. <laughs> everyone which, gets their own gremlin, <laughs> which is really funny because it's kind of weird. It's like you have. I, I guess I can kind of appreciate that. It's like, okay, these aren't just like manufactured uh, teddy bears. Every new gremlin right from the beginning, like even before they eat after midnight, um, the, they have like gremlin. individual faces. Yeah, you yeah. can really tell them apart. Like one Come of them on. looks like, uh, like uh, the eagle Muppet. <laughs> <laughs> How does Kate, who has seen uh gizmo before how on earth does she pick up googly-eyed gremlin and mistake him for gizmo i don't know i didn't i didn't mind that so much because i i don't know it's you know maybe i should have watched the first gremlins first um but i mean her her character in this is okay you know what i'm not even gonna look at these things i had a hard (laughs) enough time the first time so it's just like she's gonna just like avert everything she can yeah I do love that that gremlin's only purpose is to look as stupid as crunk. <laughs> <laughs> stupid as crunk. <laughs> oh, goodness. Anyway. Uh, other weird thing. What's going on with skyscrapers in the late 80s? This is just a little while after Die Hard. But also, they did, uh, which we haven't seen. Maybe we should watch sky- Skyscraper Horror. <laughs> but uh, Poltergeist 3 was like famously... Ooh in a skyscraper. And I feel like in this era, they just, they did a lot of this. Like what if in a building and it wasn't even like a diehard thing. (laughs) Anna Nicole Smith had her big movie breakthrough in in some skyscraper film. I can't remember what that was called. Oh yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, let's see. I do have some questions. Yes. About, so I, it seems like the bad guy gremlins, as soon as they are birthed from Gizmo, they look exactly like the bad guy gremlins from the first movie. Does he just like genetically only produce the same gremlins over and over again? And do they have a memory of Gizmo and that's why they attack him? Or are they just naturally bad and they're going to attack whatever's there? It's weird to me. It seems like they remember him. It, I mean, it is weird, but I guess it makes sense. Because, you know, I mean, they cloned right off of him, but they're not yeah. clones. So it's it's almost like, uh, you know, they have this strange individuality. It's yeah. like, okay, I know exactly who you are. You are the parent that <laughs> spored me, right? Or whatever. <laughs> and uh, I'm... And that was like their first word, but it was like a sinister gizmo, right? Yeah. It's like they're uh, they're really being mean to him. Are you frightened of gremlins? I was when I saw the first movie. The lipstick one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's true. That one. <laughs> there's a problem with that one. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Mohawk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm... Hmm. It seems like to your point, John, you could do a lot of kicking and you'd be okay. Except for the one with the wings. That's true. Which, uh, that was, that's actually a scary gremlin and that's like (laughs) kind of a gargoyle, but yeah, you should be able to do a lot of kicking. We didn't talk about how one of the big differences of this and the reason I guess it's so different is because of that lab that Zoe was mentioning. There's just all the weird things. It's like, okay, all the, (laughs) 
the lab specialized in gremlin drugs like well these don't work on <laughs> any living thing that we know of yet but uh if some kind of freak of nature comes in here and starts swigging these things then uh they're gonna be have all sorts of powers like glasses powers and spider powers <laughs> And bat powers. <laughs> move, move, move back the vial of liquid as I walk this cow through the lab. Yeah. <laughs> oh okay. man, I love the like, cow. <laughs> like I'm just like that lab was so awesome. I I'm enjoy just, producing like, milk. <laughs> like that, and Christopher Lee is just so. Oh my gosh, you got he's so great. You have a serious cast in this film. You got Christopher Lee and Tony Randall and Robert Picardo. Right. Yeah. He, and Robert uh, Picardo. I don't know. He acted so bald. I just can't. <laughs> I just can't do Picardo with that hair. I'm okay. like, that's who are you, who are we fooling? That's a bald guy. <laughs> I don't know. There's not much to say about this movie. You you kind of have to see it to believe it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was fun. It got a really high Rotten Tomato rating. Like high as in it kind of does. 71%. What was the original? Do we know? Oh, I don't know. But will you be you'll be surprised to learn that it's only two percent above Puppet Master the Littlest Reich. Oh my gosh. Is it really? Sixty-nine percent fresh for the littlest Reich. Yeah. Let's see. Gremlins. I bet the first Gremlins is like in the high eighties or nineties. Let's see, see, Puppet Master the Littlest Reich. Again, eighty six for the original. Fangoria movie. made it and Fangoria controls the horror critics like <laughs> web you know yeah uh, so i and you know and it is one of those cases where um you know who's gonna bother to see well not who's gonna bother but like what i mean roger ebert is not required to see puppet master littlest reich if he That's were still true. alive i'm trying to think of like a actual legit the, critic these days the critics that reviewed it <laughs> yeah yeah let's see it could be one of those ones where it's like, and it was reviewed uh, Michael, by people. Michael Phillips, I hear that you like uh, yeah. Bandwagon. Have you tried Littlest Reich? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if Michael Phillips got around to this one. Probably not. Probably not Michael Phillips. Now let me find it. There it is, the Littlest Reich. I'm curious. I think it had, a, it actually had 45 reviews. So it's not like it was just the the, the three junior editors at Fangoria. Uh, okay, okay, but it's like from places like Fandom and Daily Grindhouse and Flickering <laughs> Myth and Shadows on the Wall. There is a review from The Guardian, a reasonably competent, mildly amusing monster match. <laughs> you know, with as many Puppet Master movies as there are, I wouldn't be surprised if there were a Puppet Master publication. Yeah, this is that's... one of three Puppet Master movies they reviewed that month. <laughs> so bloody disgusting which is listed as a top critic gave it a 4.5 out of 5 so we're talking about the littlest reich right now instead of gremlins 2 but okay yeah let's anyway yeah roll it back roll it back okay so Sorry. wait the original gremlins did you say what that was yeah 86 it is 86, 86. okay yeah. okay boy yeah yeah it's uh yeah higher higher on both of those than i thought that's fine and that's a christmas movie so think about that in a month when we start polling for christmas films this year Oh you know, sure, yeah, we can watch we're we can watch the original Gremlins this year. Now I can figure out what happened oh. in this movie. Zoe, have you seen the promo materials for It's a Wonderful Knife? Oh my gosh, it's so glorious. I want to see that so bad. <laughs> I do too. It's in the it's in the podcast. Okay, all I right. do love how Christopher Lee says Puma like Donald Pleasance. <laughs> Puma, right? Pumayman. <laughs> Puma man. <laughs> so good. Mm. Hmm. 
Okay, well, all right, got Gremlins too. Definitely, definitely gained steam as a cult classic. You know, I think as people revisit it and stuff, the appreciation, except for John, who thinks that it's kind of cocaine out on the meta, which I don't disagree with. Yeah, yeah. It just needed to be reined back just a little bit. Then I think I would have, you know, it, it just needed a little bit of studio intervention. So I think, you're, like you're saying, Joe Dante was trying to say something. <laughs> a little studio intervention. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I just. I, That's good. Yeah, I guess in this particular movie, it just doesn't bother me that he failed or did not do it. Like, like it just, I don't know. This movie's just, it's just a wild mess. And it's a hot, fun, hot mess. So. It is. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's Gremlins too. Good Gremlins jokes. Too. All right. Okay. <laughs> so are you ready to move on? <laughs> Yes, sir. I, Let's go. I think you've got the descent, descent right? right? Yeah. No, I have the descent. John's got descent. Wait, I guess I'm reviewing all the movies. You're okay, let's all. let's go. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. You. Yeah. You went to your mouth. We're brainstorming, not brain dribbling. So. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Okay, the descent. Uh. Anyway, there are no men in this movie. Oh, actually, one. There's, There's one, one man. He gets javelin to death at the beginning. <laughs> uh, they were following behind the wrong car. <laughs> or, right. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're driving behind a, like, a, it's uh, it's not that the truck was carrying javelins. It, it's that it was carrying springs to propel javelins. And there were just some sample javelins in there. Two or three that killed, you know, this guy and his daughter. And uh, his hysteric wife was unharmed. But I guess she wasn't hysteric until her whole family got demolished. So, yeah. which actually, but it's, it's odd that that's the happiest part of the movie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's so, br- okay. Anyway, keep going, John. It's okay. So anyway, that's, I guess, important. Uh, like watching this movie, there's a lot of stuff that uh, I, I kind of am like, gosh, they, they threw a lot of like interrelation stuff in here. There are uh, a bunch of women who decide a year later after this massive tragedy, it's like, Hey, you know what will help us? help Sarah get over this tragedy, just getting lost in a cave. That's going to do it. <laughs> By exploring an unexplored cave. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, we have Sarah, Beth, Holly, Sam, Juno, and Rebecca. And uh, the only two that I really could tell apart from any of the other ones were Sarah and Juno. Because Juno is like the leader of the gang and who says, hey, you know, let's all go do this. And Sarah is the crazy one because of the aforementioned family slaughter, right? And there's also someone with a British accent. Those are the three, or like, not British, but she has a very strong European accent. Those are the three that I could distinguish. Right, right. And th- there's like someone from Ireland and someone from Scotland. Is it the angry from- girl from Ireland that thinks it's going to be boring, but then she loves it until she gets a compound fracture? Yeah, I think that's the Ireland one, and then and I then think- there's Beth. Beth is number five. Beth gets Beth's the one that gets uh, stabbed in the neck by her friend. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, so she gets stabbed. Sorry. Okay, the thing is, the first half of this movie is they're crawling through the cave, which is horrifying. Oh my gosh, uh, because, this movie, yeah, didn't need the monsters. This was a horrifying film. Yeah. Like before I mean, the monsters came, it was terrible. <laughs> they're just shimming through passages and the passages collapse and they do all this, you know, all, all. and you know, watching that, you know, I kind of have a hard time breathing. It sucks. I hate oh, it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, but you know, they know what they're doing. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, and so uh, they, they get trapped in the cavern. They're like, Oh great. Well, 
uh, check the map. Is there another way out of this cavern? And <laughs> Juno, the person who organized the whole thing, said, I thought it would be fun to just not go to a cave that everyone's been to. I thought it'd be fun to go to a random cave. <laughs> I was hoping she'd whip out a map and it would be drawn with crayons <laughs> so that someone could exclaim, you drew that map. But um, yeah, anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. Everyone yeah. thought they were going to go to this boring, easy cave with maps and Juno audibled and uh, it's not right. working out. Audible. So anyway, when the first person falls down a big hole and her, her leg snaps into, that's kind of when oh. the the monsters sort sort of start arriving. And that's like, the what second, are these things? That's the second grossest thing that happens in this podcast. Really? That that compound fracture was so disgusting. I liked it. Yeah, it was oh all right. Yeah. So anyway, she they're they're trying to get this person out, and uh, they're these weird creatures. They're they're like part. Voldemort's part I am legends. Uh, and they uh, fortunately for our heroes, um, they are blind and uh, but they still have eyes. So it, it's the, the fortunate thing is the eyes are just good for nothing except for uh, poking fingers through. So it's like yeah. access, access to, you know, the, the death of these creatures. And don't worry. Uh, one thing about these creatures is just because they're blind, their other senses are strangely diminished. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they can't hear things and they can't feel heat. They can't really, the creatures aren't really good at the whole senses thing at all. <laughs> really? I, I would say, because the- there are lots of parts where the, the girls are saying, they can't see us. They can't see us. But if you, We'd be very quiet. We can talk to each other, but for some reason they can't hear us either. (laughs) Also, like the one almost burned his arm on the torch. It was inches away from that flaming torch. Right, right, yeah. So they they should have felt that. Go. Since they can't see, they also don't realize they're completely naked. Right. That's probably what the girls girls should have done. They should have just been like, uh, hey, your pants are down. (laughs) That would have helped. So anyway, kind of don't know what these creatures are, but you know, they sort of evolved in this cave and they go outside the cave to hunt because there's nothing else to hunt inside the cave. So they ju- yeah. we just kind of haven't found them yet, but I guess it's just, maybe it's a commentary on the ruggedness of Appalachia, maybe. So is it know. weird to you that like one of the carcasses they found was like a big werewolf head. I'm pretty sure that this horde killed a werewolf. <laughs> I like I like the way you're thinking with that. I like that idea. <laughs> like the, it, it, maybe the movie would have been ended sooner. Like the werewolf was going to get them in the cabin, but the word killed the werewolf. And so then they wound <laughs> up in the cave where the werewolf died. So I like that. But okay. The thing is, there's a lot of drama between these women, which I'm not sure I needed because just being in a cave and just having monsters in the cave is enough. Uh, the whole familial drama was, uh, I, I kind of, uh, I guess I can welcome. I guess, you know, go ahead. It's in the movie. Let's throw that in there, too. Yeah. Um, Did you miss it, though? Because you and I were chatting, and it sounds like maybe you kind of missed a few of the Well, I, I missed a thing. Okay. So, and so, I don't know if you realize this, but Juno, the person who organized the whole thing, she accidentally stabs her friend in the neck because she taps her when she's on a berserker rampage trying to kill all these <laughs> things. And uh, That's on and her. So, yeah. You don't interrupt totally the berserker is. rampage. It totally is. Yeah. Like, so Beth interrupts her and so she stabs her in the neck and then she's like, what, what'd you do? And then she's like, oh no. And then, you know, she lies down 
and uh, she's looking at her with wide eyes, and then Juno just slowly backs away. And then they're like, hey, where's Beth? She's like, she didn't make it. But then Sarah comes into Beth three hours later with that massive gaping neck wound with her head barely holding on. (laughs) She's like, don't trust, don't trust Juno. She did this to me. She's like, what? And then Beth hands the necklace that Juno, that she ripped off of Juno, and gives it to Sarah. And then Sarah shows it to Juno later and is like, see, you left Beth. I thought, I thought it was just, hey, you left Beth and you walked away and you, and and if I were Juno, I'd be like, uh, her neck was gone. I assume she died <laughs> right there. But that's not the case because I guess that necklace is important because she's like, Beth whispers with what's left of her neck, Uh, this was a gift from your husband who got javelin to death at the beginning. So not only was your husband just machine gunned by a bunch of javelins, but also Juno, this person who led us into a cave for no reason, uh, was also having some kind of affair. And that's why, uh, she was so absent for you a year ago and all of this stuff. And, um, and I'm, when I learned that, you know, just based on your Facebook comments, I was kind of like, okay, we got enough stuff here. I mean, there are monsters in a cave. Uh, I, I I don't really appreciate this. And also, at the end of the movie, um, after Sarah Mercy kills Beth, Beth still Beth is able is able to um, stumble out of the cave with a smashed head and no throat, and is like, "I'm still alive, everybody. No one can kill me." That's the magic what? of this movie. Okay, fine. That didn't happen. That didn't I'm happen. just saying, <laughs> what if Beth were still alive? Because nothing can kill Beth. <laughs> nothing kills Beth. Then she was just Beth in the cor- in the corpses with you know her neck gone. <laughs> when Beth is whispering to Sarah, it's the the vocalizations are just coming out of her neck hole. <laughs> That uh, that her reminds mouth doesn't me. Even move. <laughs> that is a recurring character of all of these movies. Uh, someone's hole. neck necks necks are missing, but people speak and communicate just fine. <laughs> so <laughs> they all die except for Sarah. But Sarah, uh, just uh, just totally rips um, uh, what's her name Juno's leg apart. Is like okay. You were having an affair with my husband. You left Beth to die. You led us into this cave. And so now I'm going to have the monsters eat you and I'm going to get away. But she stumbles down the cave. And I don't know which version you guys watched, but in my version, um, Sarah like crawls out of the cave and drives away and then has a flashback of uh, Juno sitting in the car and she's guilt ridden. But then she really wakes up and she's been in the cave all along and she lives in the cave now and the creatures are coming in on her. But it's a total mm-hmm. I am yep. legend situation because she's going to kill everybody in the cave because she lost her daughter and she kills everybody where'd you get that version like where'd you watch yours dvd oh well i think it's the theatrical version okay so my understanding so the version i watched was that she escapes the cave and then she gets in the car and she has a hallucination of juno and so i think Mm -hmm. the the like the that's the american version the european version is because when she's knocked unconscious in the cave and she comes to and she's in this light-filled chamber right which feels just like a vanilla sky when when Penelope Cruz comes back to pick him up off the street where everything yes. looks nicer, right? Yes. And so even with the American ending, I think you're still supposed to ask yourself, did she really escape the cave? But then the British version makes it very, very clear that she's still in the cave. Uh, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, I guess, yeah, I, I didn't have time to ponder on that because the, yeah, the European boot, just like the European versions do, they just spoon feed me, not like the, (laughs) 
not like the cerebral Hollywood ambiguous endings <laughs> that I'm used to getting. Uh, but yeah, it's, I don't know. I, I kind of think, okay, the whole family stuff, the intro, the, even the whitewater rafting, the car accident, the affair, um, all of that stuff. I, uh, was kind of like, okay, this is, this is so many things. It's hilarious when what you got here is women trapped in a cave and then halfway through the movie, it switches to the monsters thing because the monsters don't show up for a really long time, which is like really effective, um, because it's, it's building the intensity of being enclosed in a cave and then it takes its time bringing the monster antagonists on, but all the other stuff, I, it's like, okay, you know what? It's in the movie. I think, I think the whole it's in the movie concept applies more to the descent (laughs) than gremlins too. So interestingly, the first time I saw this movie, I didn't catch a lot of that superfluous stuff and it didn't Mm -hmm. really matter. Right. 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 Um, and, and so the director, I guess he said that he wanted, he was making a point of not being like an American horror film that tries to scare you in the first 10 minutes and then can never keep up the pace. So he said the whole point of this film is to make the situation just get progressively worse and worse and worse until you think it can't possibly get any worse than this. And that's when he brings in the monsters. And right. I think it works really well. Yeah. This is a genuinely yeah. scary movie, especially if you're watching it in the dark. This is a this is a pretty good scary movie. Oh, dude. Movie. Freaking caves, guys. Like, So before they closed down Nutty Putty Caves like 20 years ago, I went in caving and it was it was horrible because I'm a big dude and it was horrible. And I every time I watch a cave movie, I immediately get freaking – gut problems because i'm like dude i couldn't no no especially the like the part that always freaks me out is where when they're going through that little birth canal area and the rocks end up falling through like that Mm -hmm. that to me is so ridiculous like the claustrophobia is so ridiculous and like you said where you watch this in the dark and you're just like okay Uh, and and i think neil marshall does a good job with the whole building all of this tension and everything. And then he introduces the monsters. I think that's really smart filmmaking. And it's quite frankly, we watched the descent. We probably have been watching the descent once a year for, you know, 15 years. Uh, one of it's, it's one of my, one of my personal favorites. I really do love this movie, but like the fact that the tension is being built and you can see it in the film when that releases, now they're in like an open area and they're kind of exploring and then it compresses again. And you're just like, oh my gosh, how much further into this unknown cave are they freaking going? What the hell? And the other thing I love is I always love the, uh, I love these, how badass the chicks are with their whole, uh, freaking creating the lead lines. Mm, yeah. And they're freaking just, they're just freaking beasting. They're, they're monkey barring, barring over the monkey. Yeah. <laughs> over the chasm. Oh, it's insane. Yeah, it's, but then she, when, uh, you know, then when she drops into the water, you're like, Oh, that's where you should go. Just go to the end of that pool. That, that's, that's a perfect area to hide from these weird <laughs> oh, creatures. But, uh, yeah, yeah, like I really, I really like do love you it. like the part when Sarah's coming through that really narrow part. All I can think of is, because I've never been in Nutty Putty. I've been in caves before, but I've never been in Nutty Putty, and I've heard the horror stories. But all I can think is, on top of you is hundreds of thousands yeah, hundreds. of tons of yeah. stone. So, I don't know, man. Right, Guys, right, yeah. I haven't worked insane. up my squats enough to be able to lift a mountain, <laughs> or, like, to get out. Yeah. yeah. You even gym, bro? <laughs> <laughs> 
but yeah, you feel it. Like that's yeah. it's kind of funny. I I mean, I'm afraid of a lot of things, but I kind of don't get why people aren't terrified of being in caves with that thought with oh the gosh. weight of a mountain or whatever of like the entire earth mm. up against you. And I'm the same way with heights. I'm like, do you see the distance between this? Don't you feel the earth pulling this direction and not this other direction? I mean, right. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, the, the, the cave, yeah, the cave, the cave stuff, like the claustrophobia in this is so, so good. And I, I don't like for, for me, I, I'm okay with like the, I think you call it superfluous, right? Like I, I'm okay with that backstory stuff. Yeah. Cause I think it drives the tension forward with the characters. And uh, out of all these movies, the worst person in them is Juno. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we can all agree to that. Yeah. I don't care how many Nazi puppets there are <laughs> or the Toulon guy that created the Nazi puppets. Juno is the worst. Oh, no, man. but like, I, I, I'm, I'm okay with them driving that, that tension. Yeah. Cause I think, I think that really builds, I think, I think, I think it does a nice job of building tension when they're in, you know, when Apple, when they're in the Appalachians and they're and starting that journey, there is this like, uncomfortability that I, that I really like. And that's just setting us up for what's to come. So I'm okay with those story elements. Yeah. It's a little bit like, okay, you know, Beth has been talking for four hours and she's been dead for three of them (laughs) with the necklace thing. Like, Oh, that's the twist. It's like, it's not really Hitchcockian, but it's like, yeah. Oh, you got the necklace. Oh no. So I I do understand that critique for sure, but I'm okay with the tension then and uncomfortability it brings in that in that clan of women. This movie does such a good job with light. I don't know why, but the main red throughout this and I think one of the first girls that gets killed, they come back to the the cavern where she is dead and like there's no longer her there anymore. She looks like a picked over barbecue platter at your favorite Tony Romas or whatever, right? Mm. Oh, it's just so gross. <laughs> it is gross. Well, I mean, I just, I certainly wish that I could figure out any of the other women besides, um, I mean, Sarah, I knew because she was screaming a lot and yep. Juno was a villain. And also she like looked a little bit different. You know, she kind of has a, it's kind of, you know, she kind of has this Asian, She's Asian. Is that what we're getting at? She's Asian. Well, the the thing is, well, the actor's name is Mendoza. And so I think she's like, she's got this late, like Asian Latin color to her Uh, kind of thing. And, and so like, I could, I could tell the difference between her and she's like, you know, the villain and everything, but then the rest of the gang, they all had stuff going on and they were all like from different countries and they were all doing stuff, but I, they may as well have been wearing like Star Trek red shirts. I'm like, okay, (laughs) Let's just wait for all these chicks to die, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, so that Sarah so and Juno, Juno can like confront each other because, you know, I know it's happening. Yeah. Uh, the uh, I will say that the little sister, the little blonde sister, um, you know, because what there's the teacher and then there's like the little doctor gal or whatever, the one that gets killed while she's hanging. She's the one that freaks oh, out that and it so freaks good. out and goes the, the ceiling. That's fight. so yeah. good. Oh my, the ceiling fight. She's in kill list. She's the wife in kill list. And I actually really, I'd really love to see her do some more things. She's really good. But that's a great scene. And like the sets, like, like you said, Roy, the, the set, like the lighting, but like these sets are freaking incredible. Like it's honestly, this is, this is Neil Marshall's best film. Yeah. 
by a long shot. And I've seen all of his other ones, yeah. and this is his best film so, by a mile. Not real caves, in case you were wondering, because they decided, actually, as it turns out, caves are really dangerous. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, that's the most impression thing. impressive thing. Yeah. Is Descent 2 any good? No. Okay. It's, I think so. it, listen, it's it's got elements, but yeah. it's yeah, listen, if you're in the mood for like an unoriginal sequel that's got some scary moments, then Descent 2 is yeah. fine. It, it's it's okay. I just have a hard time buying that Sarah's like, well, the last time I was in a cave, it was the worst, but I could go back. I, I, I assumed Descent 2 was about Beth. Uh, Beth yeah. She's still there. Beth who's still talking. alive. Yeah, yeah. With no Sex head and no neck. Husband. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I never saw Beth die. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I, I thought Juno was villainous enough leading them all into the cave the first time and abandoning Beth, even though, again, no neck. So, I mean, if I were Juno, I probably would have done the same thing, I suppose, because I'm like, okay, well, yeah, uh, yeah your neck is gone, so you're not there. But, yeah, I, I thought the whole time, you know, because I missed the whole big plot. I mean, how villainous do you have to be in a movie? <laughs> they make her pretty bad. Because yeah. it like, turns out she was also having an affair with the, with the crazy, uh, you know, hysteric woman who lost her family. So, I mean, well, yeah. with that person's husband and everything. I mean, it's like how, like every wrong decision you can make is made by one person. Yeah. I think they're trying to create the that motivation for her. Like the whole point of this is for her to somehow, I don't know, she feels guilty. And so she's trying to give something really, really special to mm-hmm. Sarah. But it turns out to just be a really stupid idea. Yeah. Um, and if you're listening out there and you're like, I, I could go caving. Um, maybe never, ever, ever explore an unexplored cave by exactly. yourself. Especially in Appalachia. Yeah. You know, like that's, yeah. Yeah, I, I talked about the TikTok rabbit holes. Are you kidding me? If, if you guys are interested in going down TikTok rabbit holes about Appalachia, go down them. It's like no one in their right mind would ever go there in those backwoods. <laughs> yeah. Because the, the inbreeding has been so extensive that they all basically do look like crawlers. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> But it is it is really funny. I guess I suppose you know as villainous as Juno is, uh, I, you know I'm looking over. I'm I'm remembering some stuff. It, you know, at one point she says, "Okay, we're not leaving. We're not leaving without Sarah." So just, Juno goes back to get Sarah, and then Sarah <laughs> cripples her and and leaves her to die when she was the one who went back for her, which is uh, pretty messed up. But also, uh, if if there are any Junos out there and you want to cheer someone up, don't do something that that you think you will like do something that you think they will like maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I know it'll make you feel better. My favorite hobby. Caving. <laughs> My favorite un uh, <laughs> unmapped caving to be precise. Yes. Unmapped caving. <laughs> uh, but oh, certainly June, Juno's said, other so- Juno's other hobby is like hitting people with like pickaxes. Cause she was really good at that too. <laughs> So we should probably be doing this as we're going along, but uh, we should vote. Like, would you guys recommend Gremlins two to and, and for people? Should people watch Gremlins two? Yes. I say yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Descent. Should people does do we uh, do we endorse Descent? I one hundred percent. Oh yes. Two thumbs up. Um, I mean, look, I 
when when are, when are we going to come across a movie that I find like so offensive that I'm not going to say, "Hey, you should see this movie." <laughs> That's the next movie we're talking we're, about. We're, we're coming. We're coming up. <laughs> Hold on. <Okay. laughs> Here it comes. No. So anyway, this is a silly thing, but uh, uh, I, I guess this is just my way of saying if, you know, we we do some fun movies, we do some weird movies, uh, but Descent, if you're in the mood for just like a good straight up horror film, this is a really good, scary movie. It is. So. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, All right. speaking of Nazis. Puppet Master, colon, the littlest. Actually, is there a colon? I don't know if there's a colon, but uh, um, yeah, Roy, do you want to just quickly go over the first uh, 15 Puppet Masters just so we're up to speed before you summarize this one? Oh my gosh. Nope. I'm All not right. going to do that because I didn't bother going over them. I, I So I know that like the, the main guy who created all the puppets, he's in the first one, but like his death and resurrection is different than it is depicted in this movie. And so um, it's just too much. So we're going to treat this movie like there weren't 14 puppet masters before okay. it. So here's what you have in this movie. You have a guy, uh, he escaped Germany and he loved making puppets and he loved making Nazi puppets. And first, for before some, he escaped from some, Germany, he escaped from France into Germany. He into fl- Germany, escaped he, from France he into fled Germany. the, uh, the non-fascist state of France to, uh, he, to the harbors of Nazi Germany for him. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. So uh, I, he thought the best way I can serve my Fuhrer is to create a puppet yeah. army, right? So he creates these evil puppets and they're Nazi puppets. And uh, he uh, finds himself in like the, I don't know, 30 years ago. And he's hitting on a girl in a bar and she's like, guess what? I don't like you because I'm gay. And he's like, well, I'm Nazi and Nazis hate the gays. <laughs> so I hope you guys die. And by the way, I put hook hand in your car. And so they die and then 30 years later we have our friend whose name is edgar and he got divorced he's moving back in with his parents and the only thing that can cheer him up is he found this super creepy puppet that belonged to his brother maybe his brother's in the in the earlier movies i have no idea yeah, I bet. but as it turns out this puppet is is a it's a boon because he can make some money because in the place where or near where he lives is a puppet con I guess, or Toulon Con? Toulon. There's a Toulon Con. And everyone who has a puppet is coming to this convention and there's going to be a, a puppet auction. Everyone so who has a puppet by this Nazi. Yeah, by everyone who Nazi, has a Nazi yeah. puppet, I guess. So 50 or 60 puppets are in this hotel. And uh, so you can see where this is going. He brings his new girlfriend with him who has uh, replaced mm-hmm. his wife his ex-wife, he got divorced and he's sad, but he's got a new girlfriend. And if my math is correct, they've done it 18 mm-hmm. times or I, I, before they get to the hotel. Cause she, she gives a account to the police. The police says, how many times have you had sex? Which seems like a really relevant mm-hmm. question during a murder inquiry, but she, uh, she ties them up. So they're getting along really well. They also brought along his boss. Uh, our friend Edgar works at a comic book store. He writes comics, but right now he's not writing. He's just selling them. And uh, so the point is, as all these puppets come to life, they kill everyone in the hotel. And uh, one person dies just because they're really bad at mm-hmm. jumping. That was great. Um, so that was, yeah. That- <laughs> There will be awards. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then they defeat the puppets because they pick them up and smush them a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, they find the building where Toulon is buried, his little mausoleum. 
And if you wondered whether or not it had something to do with animating the puppets, it's got like sparks coming off of the building. It's like a big Tesla coil. Mm -hmm. And so they drive their car into the building. All the puppets stop. But Toulon comes out and he's packing heat and he shoots his girlfriend in the head. And uh, then flash forward to he's selling his new comic, which is a depiction of everything that happened. So I guess I got to ask, was this movie just a story he wrote or which that's something, even though it's super, super cliche, or did he really experience all those horrible events? He's like, well, I might as well make some money. (laughs) Uh, I suppose I like where your head's at. I mean, I usually take movies at face value. You know, I don't. I, I just assume that the movie is telling me it's like, okay, all these events that we're showing you are happening. Uh, and so that's usually my, my default. Uh, I like the idea that, okay, uh, the reason he writes such terrible comic books is because he like relationships are hard. And when they end either by death or by divorce, you know, what you want to pen is something horrifying like he did. Um, and so uh, I I do like that. I And I do like the last line. This movie, I would call it a comedy, I think. But also, uh, it is kind of weird because Thomas Lennon is the main guy in this. And he's the main guy from Reno 911. And I feel like everybody else in the movie is kind of having a lighthearted, uplifting time. But he is like so dour and so serious. It's weird. <laughs> and like the movie ends with him saying you know i uh i i like okay and this like one of the themes is that nazis um uh they are mean to people who don't deserve it and that's what one of the kids who's getting his comic book signed says it's like yeah this, your book is crazy i kind of feel like a lot of people you know got uh got hurt that didn't deserve it and he says i like to draw on real life in my writing or you know uh, yeah, that's, that's where, that's where I, I pull from, you know, it's like, you know, so the movie's kind of saying, it's like, okay, the world is a, is a messed up place and death and Nazis are indiscriminate when it comes to, you know, the morality or deserving nature of, you know, of who gets it or whatever. Sure. So there's a running theme throughout the film that these Nazi dolls or puppets are killing people that Nazis would normally mm-hmm. kill, but we get to a point at which they're just killing right. everybody. I.e. the world, yeah, because the, there's a point at which like everyone flees into the parking lot and they're all slaughtered by the puppets and the cop is like, what about the people in the parking lot? They weren't necessarily Jews or homosexuals or whatever. And like, well, that was just because they made the puppets mad. Yeah, it's not because they made the puppets mad. The puppets just want to yeah, kill everybody. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, we should talk about the different puppets because there's some fun yeah, okay. ones. Uh, there's Junior Fuhrer, which burrows his way into the back that's of That's the man, one I was talking then, about earlier, right? Yep, that's the best yeah. one. <laughs> that man becomes Puppet Man. <laughs> and uh, he gets a few shots off with a gun. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, I mean, what else? I, there's so many murders. Uh, dang it, there's one that I want to mention, but it's definitely an award, so I'll save okay. it. Um why would you ever buy one of these puppets? These are the creepiest looking puppets. I mean, I guess they're an investment <laughs> uh, because yeah. you can sell them at these kind of things. But you kind of know, like, you know, uh, like that one Jewish guy is like, oh, yeah, these puppets are cool. I mean, a lot of Jewish people collect Nazi memorabilia. Also, is that true? And I want to echo that question. It doesn't seem like that would be true, but maybe it is true. 
Yeah. Okay. So oh. anyway, but no, no, no. I don't think that's. I mean, well, okay. There's got to be some Jew somewhere who collects Nazi memorabilia, and so what he's saying technically is correct, probably. I'm putting in: Do Jews collect Nazi memorabilia? <laughs> Um, I sh- we should also let's see. Jews are buying World War II vets net- Nazi memorabilia. Well, Jewish icons are anti-Semitic memorabilia, huh? A wealthy Jewish businessman bought brought, bought up Hitler memorabilia. So I mean, I guess it's happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Well, so I guess our friend. Uh, oh my gosh, maybe he's right. What is it? The uh, oh my gosh, the, there's this clip from uh, two two bears, one cave. It's the Tom Segura, Bert Kreischer podcast. And, uh, Tom Segura for Bert's birthday gives him a tea set. That was most likely Hitler's tea set. (laughs) (laughs) It's a really, it's a really great (laughs) clip. It's really funny. I mean, this movie, like, uh, so I listened to a podcast, um, with Mick Garris, uh, the, uh, uh, what's oh, what's the name of the podcast? Ah, brain fog. I can't remember it. Anyway, Mick Garris has a podcast, and he's going to be the one directing uh, one of the movies that we like the horror comedy uh, Critters Two. Okay, main course or whatever. Uh, anyway, he's one of my favorite. He's one of my favorite podcasters. But he actually interviewed Charles Band, the the guy that owns you know Full Moon Pictures, who did all the Puppet Master, Trancer, like Evil Bong or whatever movies. And this guy, the the Charles Band, um, he 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 when he talks about puppet master, it's, it's really interesting. Like there is a sense of pride that he takes when he's making these. And, um, he, he talked about the little, the littlest Reich and, and his whole, you know, his, his whole thing was kind of that the, the whole Nazi thing, it's, it's kind of come back, right? Like we're, we're kind of, you hear, you know, individuals who have some of these sensibilities around Nazism and stuff. Uh-huh. It's kind of making its way back into, you know, mainstream media and there's constant stories about that stuff. So that was one of the things that he talked about when he made this movie. Um, he didn't do any of the writing or anything, but you know, kind of his, his, he's like a Roger Corman without a soul, I guess maybe. Uh-huh. Um, no, no <laughs> that, that, that's kind of mean, but uh, and, anyway, the, the podcast with, with him, it was really interesting when he was kind of talking about the, the puppet master stuff, like his kind of, his kind of thought, and and he was kind of treating it like a legacy. And you know, I don't even know how many there are now. What are there seventeen now? I think they did a couple since this one. It's like yeah, it, it's it's nuts for me. And I like the idea that puppet master is something that you take pride in is so ridiculous. You know, the first two were okay, <laughs> right? But then he did demonic dolls and demonic toys and all. Like it, it's it's I don't know. It, it's so weird. It's so weird, but like he's so proud of this Puppet Master anthology that he's created. And it's like, I don't know how there are 18 of these movies. And the Littlest <laughs> Reich, like you have Barbara Crampton as like a deputy, which was kind of a fun cameo, but also why is Barbara Crampton in this movie? Okay, I was you know, going to ask. It doesn't make sense. I do love, I love her. She, she definitely wasn't in any other um, Puppet Masters, right? No. Okay. Not that I'm aware of, and uh, but she. So, did any of you guys get around to seeing Jacob's wife? Because I thought that was pretty darn good. No, I, I did okay. not. Jacob's wife with Barbara Crampton. Put that on your list, Zoe. John, you never, you never get around to watching the movies. I read. But um, mm-hmm. hey, I watched Speak No Evil, buddy. Okay, so mm-hmm. the point is, is uh, watch Jacob's wife. Barbara Crampton's really good in that film. Okay. Um, but a question I do have is like, is there supposed to be a universe in which 
the Nazi puppets have done this 14 times now, but, and does someone in this world, in this movie, remember that there has been 14 Nazi puppet massacres? Uh, that would have been a like good thing to really. include. Yeah, it would have been kind of fun. You know, like some old guy, like you guys, did you not hear about this? It was yeah, really big. At the hotel. You didn't Every hear three about years. this Nazi puppet <laughs> massacre? Yeah. <laughs> some old guy at the hotel going, not again. This is like the 15th time. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like an eclipse. Every few years it happens. <laughs> puppet massacre. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, this man. movie maybe cuddly bear did you guys sit through the the closing scene and the I did. credit scene yeah. i did yeah. yeah turns out cuddly bear is a-okay yeah so good for him Woo. he turned out way better than that girl who has no idea how to jump into a dumpster <laughs> right right uh charlene Yi. yeah it's like she watches two people jump into a dumpster and i don't know did the did the dumpster company move the dumpster slightly cuz she hits the side <laughs> of the dumpster yeah while she's in midair like yeah. <laughs> they yeah. just moved it so i did see a movie very recently why can't i find it um with i think with her in it and it was a uh, same guy who did what's that movie called um uh, mandy Oh, what's that director? Oh, Cosmopolis, Cosmopolis, Cosmopolis. Yeah, and man, it was like called the Viewing or something. Why didn't I log? Huh. It? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Uh, no, no. was it. it after Mandy? I don't know, uh, but it had because he did the. Was it Beyond the Black Mirror, right, John? Yeah, that's the one I know that he did Beyond the Black Mirror. Oh man, go ahead, Mandy. Look, look it up. Look it up. Mandy was such a fun experience. Okay, where are you? Panos. Hello, Panos. That's right. Okay, Panos. Panos, hands of fate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was a, it was an episode in Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. That's why. Oh, I nice. Okay. The movie. Okay. Yeah, it was okay. it was one episode like in that. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, the Yeah, it was called The Viewing. Yeah. So she's in oh. that. Good. That was good. the point. She is that was in a that. really long way of saying that she's in that. She's in Paper Heart with Michael Sarah, which I did not like. Um, so this is Charlene Yee. Is that who this is? Yes. Yes. Yeah. She's in it as well as Peter Weller. It was the RoboCop episode of. <laughs> oh. Of the the Cabinet of Curiosity. So love it. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. Uh, All couple, right. That was that took a long time. A couple things I did like about this sure. is uh, obviously the director of this movie listens to our podcast because. He threw in a character specifically for us where she introduces her name one time and then the whole rest of the movie, her boyfriend says, if only I could remember your name, what's your name again? (laughs) And I swear that's talking directly to us when we just forget to write people's (laughs) names down and we're summing things up and we're like, I can't remember what her name is. What's her name? And uh, he does that to his own girlfriend who dies and he forgot her name. Yeah, I think she says something. They have this moment where she like confesses how much she loves him or whatever. And she says, I know that you're having a hard time and blah, blah, blah. But I really love you. And he says, I love you too. And if only I could remember your name or something right. like that. Right? And I know he really does remember her name. But it's meta for us. Too much yeah. meta. I, by the way, can I just um, when Too Long comes back to life, uh, I would like us to agree to call him Skeletulon. Okay, yeah. Okay, well, we always have Puppet Master 18. Uh, <laughs> free advice to whoever's making the current Puppet Master movie. 
Yeah. Uh, scheduled for release later this year and so that's puppet master you guys and zo right. uh thank you it was a fascinating movie to watch with, uh, <laughs> yeah. so Johnny, i think we we didn't mention hardly any of the puppets or the deaths because i assume awards are about to happen okay yeah. well yeah well there is a helicopter one and there's a flamethrower one and there's a little crawling one uh which i'm <laughs> and sure there's like all a bouncing to. one there's like a little clowny bouncing you forgot one. you forgot drillhead no, my there's drill a drill head, head one. <laughs> so yeah. ridiculous. Good, good puppets. I, I mean, you were just saying who would own these puppets. Now that we're actually talking about them, like these seem like pretty practical Dang. puppets. There's Johnny Switchblade is one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, really quick, I'm gonna go really quick here. Uh, contact information. Uh, sure. Hey, everybody, go to our Zazzle store. Go to zazzle.com/rexbassier/store/store/rexbassier. I always forget to do that one. Give us a call, 801-896-4542, 801-896-4542. Give us an email, uh, yoursmindtheirspodcast at gmail.com. Give us a blog going to yoursmindtheirspodcast.blogspot.com. Uh, go to Spotify and uh, listen a bunch of times. You might win something if you listen enough times, and you helped host the show, and that's the one that you listen to a lot. Uh, and also of course, Apple podcasts, give us five stars, um, and, uh, tell all your friends. Oh, and find us on Facebook because that's where you can vote and stuff. Okay. Uh, let's do awards. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, Zoe, best title. I like the descent. Um, I don't know. I kind of, all, all these titles are great, but I'm going to go the descent. I don't like any of these titles and I especially don't (laughs) like the descent. (laughs) <laughs> like, I like this is, this is what they chose for the descent they, that could be like a million other like horror movies where something bad i happens. like it <laughs> I, I like gremlins to the new batch that's my pick that's my pick as well okay uh roy what's your okay. poster it's the descent this is one of the most awesome posters ever conceived i love it am i in a bad mood because i hate the descent yeah. poster so oh much gosh, you're <laughs> such a bad mood what are you doing it's, you're, you guys it's just you're like being they, a juno it's all the women p- doing the yoga poses in the shape of a skull and then like screen. I, I, I can just imagine them like posing for that and being like, do we really have to pose for this picture? It's like sort They're of doing looks like the, a skull. The thing those women did at the Depeche Mode concert when they were smushed up against the, the floor. Smushed up against the floor. That was a fun. Yeah, that was a fun little. Yeah. All right. Did Anton Corbin direct this uh, Descent poster? Hmm. He did. So what <laughs> dumb poster do you like? I'm going to guess. I take Gremlins too. I think Gremlins, Gremlins 2 poster Gremlins is great. Too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know, it's back to us with a cigar, looking at the skyline, little gizmo in the drawer. That's uh, it's got some suspense there. Okay, uh, Zo, best credits, please. Opening credits. Uh, I'm gonna say I like the uh, I like the Gremlins too. New batch. Right. I agree with you, and I'll tell you why in a minute. Well, I'll tell you why right now because it's Bugs sure. Bunny and Daffy talking. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. How fun. Okay. I liked the descent uh, credits because it was like a flashlight illuminating the credits, but I'm going to go with the puppet master. It was like the white stripes got together and did a bunch of red and white and black comics. And that was the opening credits. I I thought that was kind of cool. I did like the puppet master opening because it was pretty cool comics and it looked good. Uh, The descent had the flashlight scrolling by, but it was it, it was like iMovie flashlight effect. <laughs> it was, well, it was very like 1993 early. or something. Yeah, it yeah. was like early CG kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay, Roy, best technology. Uh, oh, man, there's so many. Okay, uh, the Cal Thought Translator was my favorite, but I have several more uh, when you guys are done. 
I'll be, okay, I'll be fast okay. though. <laughs> okay. So what's your tech? <laughs> Obviously it's the, uh, it's the automatic opening drawer with gizmo in it. <laughs> oh yeah. The, <laughs> the gizmo revealer. Yeah, I love that. Uh, yeah. also from gremlins too, I went with the revolving door that like launches people into the building. <laughs> so good so from puppet master i've also got the bed toilet combo that's pretty convenient and then from from gremlins to the bathroom shaming technology where it's the voice it's like hey pal you didn't oh, wash that's your hands so good. That's good. oh that was so that's good. good i i liked robert picardo's like it was like an ipad device where like you could scan someone and it like yeah. and it like put up up the display but it was like this it was an ipad it was the same thing as an ipad but it was this big bulky 50s looking thing boop beep boop boop <laughs> this tiny little display on it it was so cool. good <laughs> yeah okay uh roy best outfit best outfit brainy gremlins uh his lounge robe i guess oh pretty good so brainy so, gremlin it, I, there were okay oh. yeah go ahead Oh, I loved I loved Lady Gremlins outlet outfit. I lo- like the, the boob accentuation was just so great. <laughs> the the, the gremlin my my three year old was outfit. laughing the entire time that she was on yeah. screen. Oh, <laughs> adorable! Well, now you know what to get yeah. her for Christmas. Um, <laughs> a Rick Baker puppet just to scare them. Why would you get me this? Here you go, three year old. Here's a full size puppet. Now I went with. Uh, What's her names? <laughs> Ashley. I guess that's her name. She only said it once in Puppet Master. But when yeah. she meets up with Thomas Lennon and it was like this meetup that's like, OK, I'm the girl in the movie who is now having sex with you. It was she she went to the Halloween store and bought a Manny Pixie Dream Pixie Dream Girl outfit, which was <laughs> the flat hat, the jean vest, the pink skirt with the Chuck Taylor's walking a cat, walking a cat. Now, yep. that <laughs> is really projecting who you're supposed to be in the movie. <laughs> all right so best name please i mean is there any other best name than dr catheter i knew you picked dr catheter you know i'm it. crossing this one off okay very good job okay roy name well honorable mention goes to star magic jackson jr oh yeah true but uh yeah <laughs> i also picked dr catheter so okay cool <laughs> so uh well i don't know if this counts uh but at one time uh nelson franklin in uh puppet master said uh Hey, are we going to leave it up to Genghis McHitler over there? So I picked that one. <laughs> That's why you have Gang- the name. Genghis, Genghis McHitler. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so best food. Oh, uh, freaking the squiggly eyed or the goofy eyed uh, gremlin when he's doing the mashed potato and all that crap in the uh, kitchen. I thought that was so funny. Oh, I was like, "That's the yeah. best food." Mm. That was my favorite show in Gremlins 2. The what was it? Microwave with Marge. <laughs> the yeah. Microwave with Marge. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, my favorite food is Canadian chocolate moose antlers. So, okay. you know, that's fun. Honorable mention to the Canadian restaurant that they go to, um, and yeah. the redhead that he's that Billy's going out on the date with, who's his boss. Oh yeah. And it's harassment. She's drinking a Jolt Cola, which it was fun to see. <laughs> Hey, this is 1990, right? Uh, but the winner is um, the Futtermans who come into town. I think she has bean, bean dip um, bologna oh. wraps. Oh, yeah. All the bean dip bologna wraps. Oh, yeah. So I thought maybe you were going to pick um, Beth. <laughs> no, <laughs> one of the girls who was consumed. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Uh, so best alien, please. Okay. So it, it's actually my it's actually my favorite part of the uh, – 
uh, of the of the gremlin stuff is the alien eggs that they have up in the like rafters of the basement or whatever. I, I love the alien eggs. Okay, okay. I'm trying to remember yeah, those. Okay. Good. Okay. The cocoons or whatever. Right, <laughs> right. Okay, I guess that makes yeah, the cocoons they, they look a lot like the eggs from Alien. I didn't didn't sure. realize that. Yeah, okay, right. So I guess I just went with the crawlers from you know, the caves. They're pretty alien y. Yeah. Okay. But what do you got, John? Wrong direction, because they're in ground, not above ground, not above us like aliens usually yeah. are. Um, yeah. I am going to uh, go with the flying gremlins. The the one fr- flying gremlin. That's an alien. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Roy, best special effects. Yeah, I'm going to go with the gremlin that gets put in the shredder. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's like green and red and goo just comes out the bottom of the shredder. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. Nice. Um, okay, so best effects. <clears throat> Honestly, I think it's the uh, sound, the soundstage caves, like just that mm. that 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 set that they built with Blood Lake. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Well, I went with something. I don't know. This is this is a little bit sophisticated. You know, I don't know. If, it might be too sophisticated for this uh, particular award. Um, but the, the, the sequence where the guy is peeing in the toilet and the puppet cuts his oh head off gosh. and then it cuts to his point of view <laughs> as if it, his head were there and he's now peeing on his own head in the toilet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Okie dokie. Uh, so best location, please. I'm going to also say the descent, that cave system is, oh my gosh, the worst. It's the worst. That's why I it's didn't the, pick you it. You mean it's the worst location. <laughs> Uh, oh, well, I went. I went with Clamp Headquarters because um, mm-hmm. that building seems pretty nice, right? Like it, you know, when the end of the world has come around, it it, it it's got a it, you know it says, "Hey, I hope you enjoyed life," and you know it plays calm music. So I think the that building is pretty good. It's pretty good. Plus, yeah. it's not Nazi hotel and it's not the Descent Cave, so. I went with New York City just outside that building because there's only okay. one gremlin that gets out. <laughs> and Dick Miller's there to save the day. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, he is. Yeah. So you get a, get a hot dog out there. Uh, okay, Roy. Oh, nice. Okay, this is where we do songs. Um, best song. Do you have one for yourself that you have? Yep. Captured. Uh-huh. Okay. Here we go. Go ahead. Is everybody here? Start spreading the news. I'm leaving today. Anyway, is that Tony Randall singing? That's Tony oh my Randall gosh, singing. that's nice, amazing. I can't believe you right. just threw that in. That was that made my night. That's brilliant. Brainy non Smurf, yeah, uh, yeah, singing, doing some song. <laughs> okay, uh, Zoe, did you find any songs? There weren't a lot of songs. Did you find one here? No, no, but the the brainy one that Roy just threw it. Oh my gosh, that's so perfect. Nice. Okay. Uh, Roy, go ahead and if you have mine queued up, it's a little quiet at the it. beginning, so go ahead. Okay. <laughs> uh, excuse me. Excuse me. Where'd you hear that? Uh, what? That music. Where did you hear it? Oh, uh, da, 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 da. Oh, isn't that by uh, Sting? No, no, no. It's not by Sting. <laughs> oh, the Sting song. You yeah. like the Sting song? Sting the song. Sting That's song, so yeah. good. <laughs> I really love that actor. Too, isn't he Tuco from uh, Breaking Bad? 
Is that? Are you serious? That's not Tuco, is it? Yeah, it is. No Holy way. One hundred pounds I'm, of roids later. No, I'm yeah. I'm a huge I'm a huge fan of his because I there's nothing more that I love than like late eighties early nineties action movies like the substitute he's in and Sniper. Huh. Like anyway, he, he's he's wow. in all those kind of movies. Oh, cool. Okay, Clear Present well, Danger. I think. Uh, okay, I'm just let me just let's just say I picked him for my guest because that's a good guest. Okay. <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, oh, speaking dang it. of, I guess okay, I gave away actually, one of my awards. Dang it! We are to guests. We are to guests. Uh, Zo, why don't you guest? just go ahead Zoe? and say it right now? Like guest. him, uh, whatever, whatever him. his name is. I, I, I absolutely love him. <laughs> and as soon as I saw him, I'm like, no kidding. This is the best cameo for him. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um. Okay. Uh. Roy, do you have a guest? I do. <laughs> is everybody here? Spreading the new. <laughs> Yay, Tony Randall. <laughs> That's so good. I love that. Very nice. Okay, I actually have a clip from my guest as well. Oh. Yeah, you do. Here we go. Hi, I'm Leonard Malton, and this oh, oh, yeah, is good the one. movie police. The movie police. I love that he's got a VHS of Gremlins. Uh, I just love it. That's so good. I, yeah. That's where I was. This is right out. I was like, how is this possible? Why are they talking it. about Gremlins 1? Uh, we also, I have to. I, I have to mention Barbara Crampton, which actually, yeah. should I mention? We've done her before. Uh, okay. She's been in one of our movies before. Pretend, Did you know that? Pretend I didn't say that. Yeah. Okay. Forget it. I'm trying to remember which one because I was going to pick her too. And I looked it up and she's oh, didn't definitely you, been in one well, of she's Well, didn't didn't we watch um, Killbots, the mall one? No, uh, Chopping Mall. Chopping, chopping mall. mall. Is Barbara, Cram- Barbara Crampton is in Chopping that. Mall. Yeah, that's right. Is. That's right. That's See? right. Okay. Yes, I, yes, yes, yes. I've yes, got yes, some good. use. Good work, yes, though. Good work. <laughs> COVID hasn't destroyed your brain yet. Right. Even though you elderly, um, you you are feeble and everything, you do have a use and a dangerous in society. society. Dangerous, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, let's go external recurring character, Roy. Who do you have? Um, well, it's Barbara Crampton from Chopping Mall. Okay. Yeah, very good. Uh, and I already said mine too. It's Dick Miller from Chopping Mall. <laughs> and Terminator uh, One and stuff. Yeah, Doctor Klopek from uh, from Burbs is the janitor in the Gremlins. He's, who yeah, gets he, fired. yeah, he's so great. Oh man, I love yeah. it. Oh, uh, oh, I I'm, I forgot to mention uh, Gomez Adams as as a guest. Yeah, Gomez I, I can't. Adams, yeah, it, that's not his name, but he's totally like, oh, that's Gomez Adams. It's obvious, and he's just yeah. kind of relegated to this. Okay, sorry, Zoe. Uh, no, because we did the we did the Hammer films uh, last year. I I think I chose Christopher Lee, but I love oh, yeah, the Barbara yes, Crampton. Um, it's also a good one. I thought about picking Christopher <laughs> Lee. He's just okay. so great. All right, yeah. uh, Roy, internal recurring character who was in Villain? all of these or some of these. Yeah, in all of these villains who live in the darkness. Oh, it's all gremlins have to be in the dark. The cave people have to be in the dark. And then puppets are in, live in suitcases. And uh, Skella Toulon is, lives in his dark mausoleum. Oh, yeah. He has like a crypt. Okay. At the very beginning of the movie, when it showed him in his mausoleum, I thought that he had shrunk himself down and he was in their glove compartment. Like, I thought they were cutting to the glove compartment of the girl's car. And it's like, and here's little mini guy. That would have been better. Uh, so, oh, well. Yeah, it would have been better. <laughs> okay. All right. So best internal recurring character, please. Uh, I, 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 I couldn't come up with one, but hearing, hearing Roy's, I was like, holy shit, that is brilliant, dude. What the, mm. some, you know what? 
nailed it. I don't know what else I can say. I, I can't say anything. Cause I was like, I, I don't know what, what is an internal character here to be funny? I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> the freaking monsters in the dark, bro. That's brilliant. I didn't even think of that. I wish you could have seen mm-hmm. my face. <laughs> nice. Well, I Thank picked you. unnecessarily unnecessary downer endings. Uh, Descent, you know, <laughs> where she doesn't get Good out. Enough. It's like, okay, fine. Also the whole revelation that her real life wasn't that great either. Um, and, uh, puppet master where he's signing comics and it's Thomas Lennon from Reno nine one one, giving the most downer last line of a movie ever. And nice. then uh, gremlins ended somehow. I can't remember how, but, um, yeah. Anyway, Everyone just died. general downer endings. Yeah. Okay. Um, Roy best death, please. Yeah. I think this is almost undisputable. It's blowtorch face where, it shows mm. the two humans from behind, and they don't move at all while they <laughs> yes. take turns getting their faces blowtorched. <laughs> he well, the the thing is about the blowtorch; it's a magic blowtorch where it turns them into puppets before it burns. Them. I know <laughs> that <laughs> that puppet really got those two mannequins good. <laughs> so yeah, they look like uh, like the Stingray puppets, like the like Team America World Police puppets or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, best death zoe. Uh, I, I think my favorite death out of all these was the uh, is the uh, cave ceiling fight. I really, I really love that. I really do love that death. Yeah. But like best possible death, honestly, should have been like goofy eyes. I'm like the first thing I thought when I was watching that today was <laughs> why didn't they just put him in the garbage disposal? You just stuff him in oh, there. Man. Make mm. sure you got what like just you know it's a gremlin. Just stuff him in a garbage disposal. So that made me mad. <laughs> nice. Okay, uh, my death is when all the gremlins are on the bottom of the elevator and the gremlins make the elevator fall to the floor and then the, all the gremlins get squished by their own elevator. Oh, yeah. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, my... Okay, uh, Zoe, best villain, please. Is this unanimous? I, I, it's got to be Juno. She was the worst. <laughs> I agree. I, I picked Juno, but not for the affair... And not, not for, for killing affair. her own friend, but no. for just taking them taking into the cave. Unknown cave. Yeah, and just an once cave. they're in, they're like, oh, I don't know where this cave is. That's Yeah, the they descended yeah. down this giant hole that there's no way they can come up out of that hole. Yeah. And she just assumes we're going to find another exit if we exit. blindly. Like, yeah. Like, that's the but, villain. Like, uh, I so, think she's heroic for having the affair, but villainous for yeah. putting him in the cave. Nailed it. Uh, agreed. Do you remember what it was like during World War II when you were a vampire and a Nazi and a Nazi vampire? So I've decided the killer puppets and also Nazi killer puppets, you know, no that's as bad as it gets. No way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's big. Okay. That's uh, big. Okay. While you're speaking, uh, how about your hero, Roy? This is really hard. I can't think of many heroes, so uh, let's give an award to Cuddly Bear. Uh, He's a hero because he survived and he went home to his bathing wife. So, yeah, congratulations, Cuddly Bear. Good job, Cuddly Bear. You made it out. Uh, I also picked Cuddly Bear, but it was because when Nelson Franklin was at the bar, he said, hey, how much to put a tranquilizer in that woman's drink? And not a tranquilizer. No, like it wasn't a tranquilizer. It was like how much to poison her drink or put something gross yeah. in her drink. Uh, you know, not something, you know, that they could take advantage of the girl or whatever, but just something that would make her sick. And he said $750. He's like, that's very specific. I, I think it's heroic of him to have a, a price at the ready for poisoning drinks <laughs> at the bar. 
So, okay. Uh, Zoe, did you also pick Cuddly Bear? Yeah, yeah, Cuddly Bear. But obviously, I think I think the fact that like we covered that, but he he's a hero because he was trying to help the boy until helicopter oh. troll or helicopter puppet. Yeah, the only thing remaining on him was like the hands, boy's little the boy's hands, hands yeah, on the back of his. That was so absurd. Oh my gosh, I was laughing so. Oh. Hard. That Perfect. was that was I was I thought that was very funny, but also that reminded me of when we saw the replacement killers and. Uh, you know, the bad guys just shot up just the suburban oh housewife. Yep. And and I was like, okay, that little boy's, his hands are okay, but the rest of them is pulverized. I don't know if I like that. Um, uh, but I did laugh. Man, if you had a hard time with that one, that's not even close to the worst I guess so. thing that happened in this movie that we still haven't talked about. So. Okay, are you going to talk about it? Yes, I definitely will. Okay. <laughs> we will get there. Okay, great. Okay, we are to goof. Uh, Zoe, do you have a goof? I mean, I know it was intentional, but the freaking the freaking Batman gremlin going through yeah. the wall, like he goes through the wall and the Batman symbol. The appears. Batman symbol. I'm just like, what the hell? Like, symbol. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? But that I, I didn't really have any goofs. That was pretty good. So. I'm not sure this one is an accurate goof, but apparently in Descent, when they first cross that big chasm, they drop a stone and they hear it hit a rock at the bottom. And then the second time when they have to cross it again and the person falls, they end up landing in water. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's good. I like that. I like where your head's at there. I guess a bunch of people dropped a bunch of stones that stacked up into the <laughs> you know so it's just like that's where the like a they they hit the big stack of it. stones that were dropped yeah okay um okay obviously i have to talk about the gremlins uh taking over the movie i don't know how i don't know who let the gremlins actually take over the literal movie of gremlins 2 i i hope and the television station and the tv station like, yeah. technical difficulty placard had a gremlin on it <laughs> see i was thinking about this the whole hey the gremlins have taken over the movie and then a character from the movie has to address the audience and say the gremlins have taken over you get away from this movie let us finish this movie and do that thing it's kind of i think that would be a lot more fun in a theater or in the tv version where it's like on a vcr where everyone's watching gremlins 2 like as a bunch of friends or a family or something me watching it by myself i don't think I think that might be one reason why I didn't enjoy it. I think it would have been more fun in the theater, if that makes any sense, where it's like, hey, they're talking to us. <laughs> but maybe that's just me. Okay. But, okay. That scene where the guy's head comes off and it's lying down and then he's peeing on himself and then it shows his body collapsed. Well, he was all zipped up and everything. So I don't know how he did that. <laughs> okay. Because he's like, the camera's about to get a bad angle. I got to zip fast. Yeah, yeah. So I guess that was, I guess it was like some kind of like body impulse or something. Well, there's like, there's the theory that when your head comes off that you can still think for maybe like 10 to 15 seconds. And so he thought, I've got a zip. And I, somehow that thought jumped from his decapitated head back into his body. Yes, yes, yes. Like a wireless, yeah. It's wireless because, you know, maybe that electro gremlin, the gremlin that was all electricity, was like in the room at the same time. And it like oh. helped. We forgot to mention how that movie ended. <laughs> gremlins ended, you guys, because all the gremlins were gathered together and they were soaked with water and electricity gremlin killed all of them. Oh yeah, that that's we didn't how even it, mention we that. did not mention that. That was another that was like a weird thing. 
I, I was kind of curious because it's like, hey, is it wise to put water on the gremlins? Because they would be reproducing when that was happening, but they didn't yeah. seem to reproduce in time or whatever. And I thought the Not same thing with the original gremlins because Stripe like falls into like the fountain, but also the lights are shining among the same time. And it's like, he should be like replicating like skeleton gremlins or something because he was turning into a skeleton at that time. But I don't know. Also, did electricity gremlins survive? He oh, can't that's electrocute a, himself. Yeah. Anyway. All right. All right. That's, here we go. That's Moving Gremlins on. 3. Okay. Roy, LOL. What was the funniest? Oh, yeah. Okay. I got a, I got one for you. Here. Ready? Okay. Any ideas how many there might be? 63 were to be auctioned off tomorrow. So maybe 40, 45. Biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's my honorable mention. But every time I hear it, I laugh really hard. Okay. So... <laughs> Here's my real one. Okay. Biscuits. Okay, here we go. Better stop. Sound alarm. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's really good. <laughs> uh, I actually, I took notes on that. That was pretty good. Okay, uh, Zoe, you're muted, but do you have an LOL moment? Okay. The freaking, uh, what's her name? The boobies gremlin forcing the guy to get married to her like what the hell that's so ridiculous <laughs> he's like eh, i could do worse <laughs> nice okay yeah. uh honorable mention to charlene Yi jumping out the window and missing the dumpster good uh but my winner is just it was just a little sight gag it was at the lab in gremlins 2 and it said acid do not throw in face oh my gosh brilliant yeah. Did you like vegetable gremlin? <laughs> <laughs> uh, vegetable gremlin, write it up. Yeah, no. no, we're not a fan of vegetable gremlin. I like, I like bat gremlin. Bat gremlin is pretty cool. Uh, so in the Key and Peele one where he throws that in the very end, I'm going to come up with one of my own and he's like, mm, vegetable gremlin. And, and like, I'm like, I don't remember there being a vegetable gremlin in the movie, but sure enough, there's vegetable gremlin. Yeah. So, oh man. <laughs> okay, Roy, right. best D minor. What's the saddest of all moments? Yeah, uh, it's got to be when Sarah loses her entire family in an unfortunate javelin hauling truck accident. So <laughs> that's pretty sad. I should have th- I should have thought of that. They're like, why were we following this truck into the Olympics? Oh well. Uh, so, what was the saddest of all moments? Uh, it, the I guess it's the British release, the kind of the very end of uh, the descent, where it's like, ah, it was solid dream. Yep. You didn't get out. Gap still in the cave. Gap. <laughs> okay, I went with in Gremlins 2 when all the bad gremlins capture Gizmo, their father, and tie him up and put him on the copy machine and just leave him there making hundreds <laughs> and hundreds of copies because light hurts him. Yeah. Really that's bad. true. That's, yeah. that's kind of torturous. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, WTH. Oh. oh, I forgot one. Did There's you? one other okay. D minor moment. Okay. I think it's supposed to be funny, but in Gremlins 2, Kate is telling a story about when she was flashed yes. by Abraham Lincoln as a child. <laughs> and I'm like, this is really sad. <laughs> right, because, so. you know, it's a take on the the first movie where she doesn't like Christmas because her father died as Santa Claus in the chimney. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so she, yeah. So like, and now I'm going to ruin President's Day for everybody. President's Day. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. okay. Uh, WTH, Roy? What's the WTH this time? Sure. So my winner is Narissa's failed jump, but the honorable mention, and I—I I mean, we got to keep this 
PG-13 for this podcast, mm-hmm. but I will refer to this as the premature delivery, oh okay. my gosh, which yeah. was just really, really bad. Yeah. Uh, so ooh. I don't know what you want to imagine. If you haven't seen this oh movie, I don't know what you want to imagine. It's it's 10 times worse than whatever you're imagining, Wait, poor listener. Which movie? What do you, uh, Wait, what? <laughs> oh, it's bro- what are you talking about? You don't know the scene I'm talking about from Puppet Master? No, okay, so it's it's Puppet Master. Uh, I'm trying to Pregnant. recall. Oh, oh, yes, 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 yes. That was okay, 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 okay. So yeah, one of the puppets just it's like this is my womb, not your womb. That that scene. Yes. Yes, okay. he does his own C-section. Okay, that's right. That's except right. not except from. Okay, we're not. Yeah, this is a family friendly podcast. It's. It's way worse than you think it is from what we have even described. It's really bad. Yes. So anyway. Okay. So consider that everybody when when you're watching Puppet Master after listening to this. <laughs> With your kids. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, Zoe, do you have a WTH? I, no. It, it, no. Roy, Roy's is, is it. That was the. That one. But the. Uh, I, I think the second. I think the second one for me was. Uh, cuddly bear with the boy's hands on his back like what the f- <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah we should kill more kids in movies good that that to me yep. was a little yeah. bit is that's like one of those unbreakable movie rules and then like horror movie mm-hmm. rules is like well we don't depict killing little children like unless you're nazi puppets in the 15th sequel <laughs> then 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 there's no rules so right right <laughs> Uh, okay, so my moment is the Gremlins taking over the movie and Hulk Hogan yeah. having to save the actual movie of Gremlins 2 so that we could finish watching it. Uh, very strange. Or John Wayne in the home video version, apparently. Yeah. Yep. Okay, uh, let's see. Favorite scene. Zoe, do you have a favorite scene? Yeah, there's like my, my, my favorite scene. It's we kind of talked about it. It's the one where they're in the birth canal. And she's gotta, you know, she's gotta move. And Beth is talking Sarah through. That that to me is mm-hmm. such a good. Um, I mean, I love that scene. I hate it, but I love that scene. Yes, uh, I will mention that scene later. Actually, okay, Roy, best scene. So I do like Dracula interviewing Brandy Gremlin. That's pretty good. Um, but one of the very best scenes is the ceiling fight, which we've mentioned, which I love the way they filmed it. But I'm going to give it to when Sarah, towards the end, emerges from Blood Lake. Okay. Like her head slowly emerges I from Blood that. Lake. Like Apocalypse Now. <laughs> like Apocalypse Now. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Okay, that's pretty good. My scene is in Puppet Master and... You guys mentioned uh, the parking lot scene was like, okay, this is our chance to get out. Let's all get out. And they all run out the parking lot for like 10 seconds. (laughs) And most people in the movie die going out to the parking lot. And then they all run back in. They're like, okay, I guess we're not going back to the parking lot again. So uh, that scene. Um, And uh, I have an honorable mention, but actually I'm not going to mention it at this time because it'll come up in awards later. Uh, Let's do actor. Uh, Roy, best actor, please. I'm going to go with Shauna McDonald to Sarah. Um, I think I'm going to give it to her for uh, the scene that Zoe has mentioned where she's climbing through the oh, nutty putty, tiny slice of cave. And she, and like, I feel so, I feel like I can't breathe when I'm mm-hmm. watching that scene. Yeah, no, I hate it. Not a fan. Okay, uh, Zoe, go ahead. 
Uh, I think my favorite is Christopher Lee doing Christopher Lee things. I just I just love it so much. <laughs> it's like, when will my germs arrive? I need more germs here. Right. I, I was think, hoping to get the flu this afternoon. Give me this. And he grabs the napkin. <laughs> go test this napkin. Go test this yeah. No, go test this tissue. <laughs> I'm just like, I love it so much. Mm, okay, cool. Uh, I went with uh, Nelson Franklin, who played, what's his name, Markowitz, the Thomas Lennon's terrible boss who tags oh, yeah. along on, on the weekend <laughs> date. Um, Nelson Franklin, the tall Jew with the glasses. He is in, I, I'm picking him for actor because he's in New Girl, yes, and he he's a super nice guy in New Girl, mm-hmm. and he's in Veep as the put-upon aide to the worst senator in the world, and he's always just saying terrible things about himself because that's the position he's put in. And so I'm picking him because he's a really obnoxious person in this one, but I've known him for just playing the nicest, sweetest guys in like everything yeah. else. Oh so it's, it's kind of fun to see him just kind of act out a little bit. I love him in girl. A good call out. I love him in new girl. Yeah. Yeah. He has a great line and I won't say it in case someone picked it for their quote, but it's when he no longer has a throat, but he's speaking very clearly and he's got kind of an endearing line. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now uh, let's get to the next one. Uh, titular line, Roy. Uh, they said the descent tons in, in all of these movies, which, which one did you pick? Really? No, they didn't. Okay. Yeah. There's only one here. It is. Oh, okay. There's one. We have gremlins in the projection booth. Could you help us? Gremlins? In this theater? Now? Okay, you guys, listen up. People pay good money to see this movie. When they go out to a theater, they want cold sodas, hot popcorn, and no monsters in the projection booth. Do I have to come up there myself? Do you think the Grimsters can stand up to the Hulkster? Well, if I were you, I'd run the rest of Gremlins too, right now. Sorry, folks. It won't happen again. Yay! <laughs> nice work. Nice work. I didn't consider the Exorcist Gremlins too. That's pretty good. Yeah. I picked. Oh, actually, Zoe, go ahead and do your uh, titular line if you have one. I mean, it's the one that Roy just played. Right? I, they don't actually say the descent in any of this, right? I assumed they did. That's not what I think. <laughs> I, I don't think they do. But in the Puppet Master, remember when he says, this is the work of the Puppet Master and the littlest writer. Yeah, that was a pretty good line. They didn't. That was pretty good. They, 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 they didn't say, say that. that. Oh, yeah, no, no. Uh, there was another one in Gremlins too, And that's when Dick Miller and his wife were walking around New York and they see the flying gremlin and uh, a couple other gremlins. And Dick Miller says, honey, those are gremlins, too. And then she, does he really say that? He goes the new batch. Oh my god! And he goes, yeah. <laughs> no, no, they don't. <laughs> well, that's, but I wish they. Had I have it. it written down right here. This <laughs> film is so self-referential that <laughs> that I would I would be not surprised at all if that right. happens. Well, so. I'm just assuming it happened. I'm not yep. checking. I'm not double checking. No one checked. Okay, yeah, don't yep. check. Don't no one check. Okay. It was in the movie. Yeah, it's in the movie. Okay, uh, let's do. Uh, Hmm, we're to quotes. Okay, Roy, do you have a favorite quote? Yes, sir, I do. Okay. Let's pull this guy up. Okay, ready? I'm sorry. I, I find this quote so funny, and you guys are going to think it's stupid, but I like it. Okay. Here we go. So, have you done this case before? No, but they're only level two. We're quite safe, don't worry. I wasn't. Mm, the only danger is I fall asleep. Boredom caves. More like boredom caves. I'm sorry, I love it. <laughs> More like boredom, boredom caves. caves. Uh, I remember when I was like that. 
in my early cave adventures. I know, when you were a caving teen. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, Zoe, do you have a quote? Yeah, it's actually also from The Descent. It's uh, Beth telling Sarah a joke, and she goes, Hey, you love this one. How do you give a lemon an orgasm? You tickle its citrus. <laughs> uh, I love dad jokes. That's a little bit more offensive. <laughs> yes. I don't know if that was a dad joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mom joke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So, okay. I have, uh, Roy, I have two quotes. The first one is actually just a quick quote from when, um, yeah, Barbara Crampton is giving the tour guide the area of, of the Nazis <laughs> house. She's, yeah. She's doing her, her best Vicky tour. Yeah. It's the best Vicky tour. Exactly. Go ahead. Okay. The swastika in the center is more than eight feet tall. Actually, when I grew up in Germany, we never said swastika. We said Hakenkreuz. You have anything else you want to add since you're the expert? Is that a nine? <laughs> all right barbara crampton give her a hand everybody okay so uh my other quote it's it's from uh it's from the descent so it's completely different if you want to just go ahead and play that these were written in 38 different languages not including the papyrus scrolls in that case over there which are in two languages yet to be identified yes we checked the internet all right, give her a hand again. Just kidding. That wasn't from The Descent. That was Barbara Crampton. <laughs> it was a, a great tour guide in uh, yeah. Puppet Master. Yeah. Yes, we checked the internet. Yes. <laughs> that was pretty good. Okay, let's do taglines. Roy, sure. are you ready to go? Yeah, let's do it. So my favorite one is Scream Your Last Breath from The Descent. Okay. All right, uh, let's hear your new taglines. Oh, sure. From Gremlins to the New Batch. Starring wrestling superstar turned actor turned cultural icon Hulk Hogan. <laughs> okay, here we go. We'll keep going. Yes. The Descent. Caves, nature's buttholes. Uh, mm -hmm. Puppet Master, The Littlest Reich. You will probably not see this in theaters. <laughs> nice, nice. That's a little bit yeah. uh, of a callback and a bit juvenile, but I'll take it. Yep. <laughs> okay, uh, Zoe, do you have a favorite tagline of these? Uh, I... Like, yeah, I would say it's uh, the the descent has like a ton of taglines, and I I was kind of shocked at all these. But um, my favorite is the specific one of "Afraid of the Dark." You will be July two thousand and five. Ooh, very good. Okay, any new ones? Uh, the only one I have is "Descent into Madness," but that's it. <laughs> nice okay very good my tagline uh world war three begins on your toy shelf that's for the littlest reich my gremlins tagline my gremlins 2 tagline if you hated gremlins 1 you're gonna love this my descent tagline they might have a decent chance of dying nailed it and my uh, puppet master, the little strike tag, killer puppets. You did not see them coming. No, they, <laughs> those are so good. Oh, so boy. You did not see them coming in the previous fourteen films. No, Brilliant. no, that was so great. Okay, okay. So uh, we have a battle royale to do. Um, of all these hordes and reichs, uh, which which group of horde? comes out on top, would you say, in the Battle Royale, Roy? 
So I think the gremlins, they're, they seem just mostly annoying. Mm-hmm. I don't, and, and, and uh, the, so the horde and descent, those are pretty bad and they're fast and they're strong. There's not, I mean, there's maybe a dozen of them. Mm-hmm. I got to go with the Littlest Reich because they pack some pretty serious firepower. Right. And they seem to be semi-indestructible. So uh, I think the Littlest Reich wins this battle royale. I disagree on their indestructibility. <laughs> I kind of feel like they got crushed a bit. But uh, that's that's fine. Okay, uh, Zoe, who wins out of all these hordes in a battle royale? Um, yeah, so... I, I I agree with I agree with uh, Roy on this. Like I think Little Strike does, yeah. but you know, with the descent creatures, it's like okay, come down to our caves, and then you're going to be in trouble. So you know, they're yeah. very like they're very atmospherically like um, specific. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think I'm with Roy on this. One. I think Little Strike um, is wow. They're gonna they're gonna definitely beat the Gremlins. You know, and mm-hmm. definitely. I don't know if they can beat the cave dwellers, but the cave dwellers, you need to be in a cave and no one's dumb enough to go in a cave. Yeah. Barbara Crampton unloaded like eight rounds on one of the, those little guys. And I think it was still semi. I guess so. so. I, but I did notice that when they got kicked, that seemed to be their main weakness. Like They still have groins. Yeah. Yeah. Like how, how well, okay. How are the descent guys? Not do anything groins. outside of the caves. Like, the, well, okay. You know, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, also, let me just one up. It, it seemed to, <laughs> it seemed to me that the crawlers in the descent cave, uh, it seemed like the cave was also their weakness uh, because um, they kind of seemed. I don't know how they didn't do better in their own cave. One of them was sitting on top of Sarah. Yeah, with its hand on top of Sarah's oh. face and didn't realize that it had its prey like it was it, it's like standing on it's like it's like laying on top of your cake and you can't find your cake yeah i don't yeah. know it, 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 there's yeah. it's really funny about those descent animals like okay be very very quiet they can't see us or hear us or smell us or feel us or feel heat <laughs> or know if they're awake or, or you know asleep uh so we just have seven chances to get away from these things uh so okay i'm i'm gonna go with the gremlins because the gremlins, they have this ability to utilize the environment more than everybody else. They use the whole, like they took over the building and then the building was everybody's enemy. They like were just on their way from gremlining New York where all the technology and all the businesses of New York were against humanity. And so I think mm-hmm. the gremlins have a good way of doing that. So I'm going to nice. go with the gremlins. Okay. okay. Uh, Roy, scariest scene. Yeah. So it's in descent and I think it's, uh, it, it's not the first time you see a crawler, but they're they're kind of surveying their surroundings, and you know you know it's mm-hmm. coming. But they shine their headlamp past one of the girls, and like right behind her is mm-hmm. a crawler, and then it you know it eats her neck. Yeah. But it's just kind of like bam, there yeah. it is. And so I thought that was pretty pretty free. That's decently scary. That's fine. Okay, uh, so scariest. Yeah, I think I think that's probably my number one. Uh, my, but I, I I I do love that talked about three times now but i love the birth canal scene that just gets me so crazy i'm just like oh my gosh oh that is really that's scary so yeah. i hate well, it i hate it because i feel like stop. i'm in there all right don't talk about it anymore because that's the scariest scene yeah, we've, we've mentioned it several times but the uh when where they're crawling through the small oh areas that are caving in that's the scariest okay yeah. uh zo scariest movie i mean uh, i don't know i mean <laughs> gremlins too isn't it <laughs> I wish there were more Nazis in Little Strike. That's my only complaint. 
but I'm going to say the descent. Yeah, it could have used some more Nazis. It's the descent. It, I mean, this would be a no brainer if there were more Nazis in the descent. Like if it was like a cave full of crawlers and random Nazis and Nazis. Why are there Nazis down yeah. here? We've lost the questions. <laughs> if some of the crawlers were crawlers and Nazis, no way. So, yeah, one of the, that's what makes Dead Snow so good. One of the crawlers had like an armband that it was kind of worn off. Maybe, yeah, maybe there was something on it. Maybe there was an Ashnitni or whatever she said in that quote. Yeah. Um, okay, no, scariest movies descent. I don't know why we even yeah. bothered to ask the question. Yeah. Okay, let's do ranks. Okay. Yep. Uh, Zo, do you have a number three? Uh, I do. It's Little Strike. Indeed, it is. I agree. Littlest Reich. Although, I don't know. Talking about it, I'm like, I kind of appreciate it. And I kind of appreciate the the weird tone of it. Like, because it was pretty funny, but a lot of the, you know, a lot of the actors, well, one of the actors, the main actor, kind of treated it like it was serious. Um, and I, <laughs> I kind of appreciate that. Everybody else seemed to... He, he didn't realize he was in a Barbara Crampton film. He was the only one who didn't realize right, that. Right, 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 yeah. <laughs> The uh, guy from Reno 911 did not realize yeah. the, uh, you know, the levity of the whole thing. Okay. Uh, number. Okay. Wrapping back around. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Gremlins 2 colon. The new batch is my number two. As will I. Okay. So. Yep. Same. Thing. All right. We are in agreement. I didn't want to do this, Yay. but uh you know, as much as the poster really annoys me and as much as the girl drama super annoys me and as much as, you know, I wish they brought more lights into that cave and that really annoys me. Uh, I mean, Descent 2, it's fine. It's effective and scary. So it's my number one. You mean Descent 1? Descent also um, is okay. my favorite. <laughs> Descent 1. Yeah, sorry. Not not Gremlins 2. Not Des- Yeah, okay. Descent Descent to the new batch. Yeah. The descent yeah. number one. Yes. <laughs> the descent part colon. Yes. One. <laughs> okay. We all agree. Okay. We all agree. Okay. So we have new movies coming up. We already went over them last time. Is that what we do now? Future business? Yeah. Real quick. Okay. So recap. Uh, next. Yeah. Next week, it's my category. Future horror comedies. Recap. Yeah, and we will be starting with Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein from 1948, mm-hmm. moving into Zoe's pick, which was Critters 2, The Main Course. Mm-hmm. And I love these movies with a colon subtitle. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a 1988 film. And then the hilarious, uproarious Jennifer's Body from 2009. Uh, I really like the... Uh, Nonstop laughs. The span of years we got going here. We got like a, yeah. a 50s, an 80s, and a 2000s. That's pretty good. Yeah. So, okay. So that's coming up. So after that, we are picking scary documentaries or scary documentaries, horror related documentaries, however we want to define it. Yeah. Yep. And Zoe, you're first. Oh, we're picking the documentaries now. (laughs) Yes. Horror documentary. Yep. Or scary documentary or whatever. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm okay. I'm pretty excited. It's actually one I've seen, but I really, really liked it. It's called the nightmare. Okay, that was on my short list. Good, 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 good. From the uh, the sleep paralysis. Yeah, it's right? crazy. It's a... Excellent. I'm glad I mean, you picked. I might it. have seen it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, that's my pick. Your okay. Pick. So I had two picks because you just never know. Uh, I will cast Demon House aside, <laughs> and we will watch from 2012 The Imposter. Nice. About 
the uh the the parents whose kid got kidnapped and then like 10 years later someone comes back and says hey i'm your kid okay. yeah it's crazy uh, it's a crazy interesting interesting i haven't seen it but i'm i'm really looking forward to it all right yeah let's talk about the imposter all right well you put me in a bad position and you knew i had to do this yeah. uh so we are not picking scream queen my nightmare on elm street about the <laughs> uh person who started nightmare on elm street 2 um, and we are not picking American movie, the guy who tried to make his own movie called Coven uh, for several years, <laughs> and it turns out uh, he's not a very good filmmaker. And we are not watching Faces of Death. Oh, so, Yeah, and we're not watching Beware the Slender Man. You knew I'd have to pick Room 237. Oh, okay. I, I suspected. Yeah. yeah, so we're watching Room 237 because uh, I think it's... I think it's a movie that was designed to be uh, talked about in a fun way. So uh, yeah, let's do that. So I think I've seen all of these movies. Yeah, I, I did too. not expect that to happen. Yeah. I, I think I've seen all but the imposter. So mm-hmm. anyway, maybe I haven't seen the nightmare. I'm, I feel fairly certain I have, but uh, anyway, it'll be fun. We'll have okay. a good time. Cool. All right. Finally, 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 when this all wraps up and we invite Ross LaFontaine back, he has found himself trapped in the world of the Losers Club. And so we are going to have to put out a poll uh, shortly. And you guys need to help us choose if we're watching con man movies, movies where Sean Bean dies or 50s musicals. And I just want to plug right now really hard 50s musicals because we just watched Infinity Pool and Vanilla Sky and another movie that I'm repressing. Or blocking from my And memory. we're about to watch Critters 2. And we're about to watch Critters 2. <laughs> what was the third movie we watched with, with Ross? They, oh, The Wrestler. Actually, The Wrestler was pretty good. Again. But uh, yeah, I mean, come on, folks. 50s musicals. Uh, Ross should have to watch Seven Brides for Seven Brothers after we watch The Infinity Pool. So, yeah, that would be, um, that would be ideal. Anyway. Okay, so everybody do that. So watch for that poll. We are good. Okay. You guys know your assignments, oh. right? Yep. You know what I never, ever do? Okay, I'm let's, sorry. let's and, do it. So I know you're, you're dying to get out of here, but I, I'm, I almost never do the poll. Okay, so um, the movie that the fans picked for their favorite, if this will just hurry up and refresh. Zoe, it knows you want to go to bed. Okay. This was a very heavily participated poll there were so many votes it's hard mm-hmm. to even tabulate but gremlins 2 beats out the descent by one vote I, uh well that's not how i read it i'm seeing uh, at least a like a 30 percent difference between the two <laughs> john you're not supposed to reveal how few people <laughs> voted in this well poll. you just put the poll up a few hours ago no one's seeing that poll, just, yeah. just shut your mouth <laughs> <laughs> okay all right, so uh, that is it. I guess Gremlins 2 is the best of these, but uh, I had my problems with it. That's fine. Um, pretty good horde, though. Pretty good horde. Okay, so we are doing horror comedies next time, documentaries the time after that, and then maybe 50s musicals. Um, I think that's it. Zoe, um, I think, are you ready to rest? I'm ready. I'm dying. Okay. See you, gentlemen. Well, as long as, you're, as long as you're down for the count, make sure you watch those three movies. So uh, hopefully you'll have time to do that. Will do. See you guys. All right. All right. All right. Uh, did you see the? Uh, <laughs> did you see? <laughs> did you see the warnings from people? I, I, I was on Twitter today, and uh, 
Oh my gosh, I was dying because of that. You know that like emergency that FEMA test that happened. Yeah, yeah. I didn't never get any kind of notification on my phone. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. What earlier today? It was yeah. It was oh my gosh. I don't know what rabbit hole I went down, but it was one of them, and it was these people who were like, "Okay, if you got the vaccine, if you got a booster, and then you get this on your phone, you've got to take out the battery and turn it off." Or we could see the start of a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> I was just like, nice. Oh my gosh. That would be awesome. That's a good horde that for would Halloween. Be awesome. <laughs> anyway, I, I like, actually, I really like that as a concept. 